listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for the beginning of one of our favorite months of the year that somehow shifts every single year to a different month, but it is anniversary month and we're going to be bringing you four movies celebrating anniversaries and boy do we have one of the best ones we could possibly imagine to kick it off because we are going to be covering let's just call him the star of the Oz Network, the actor we've covered more than anybody else, uh, unless you include Ian Somerhalder. Um, I think he may have more. But the second most covered actor ever on the Oz Network, Arnold Schwarzenegger and 1990s 30th anniversary of Kindergarten Cop. My name is Colin and boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Oh, excuse me. I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Ben Waterworth, and I love my car. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. I, I was going to go for the penis vagina one, but I thought you'd expect that yeah, from course. me. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so let's flip roles here. <laughs> I'll be the sensible this, one. Like, we could say this for any Arnie movie, but there are so many quotes for this movie that I feel like this entire recap is just going to be quotes. <laughs> uh, but we are at. 30 years since this movie came out, and I think we briefly talked about it at the end of the last episode. Um, you said it's been a long time, probably since you were a kid, since you saw this movie. Um, I think I've, I've seen it since then, but I watched this so much as a kid that I could have done this episode blind. Uh, and it's been several years since I saw this movie. But uh, I remember um, probably seeing oh, – I saw Twins first, but not long after I saw Twins, I think, is when this movie came out. And uh, it, it wasn't something where I was immediately like, oh, I have to watch that movie because I wasn't quite aware of Schwarzenegger yet. You know, I was a little bit too young to be watching Terminator and Total Recall and Running Man and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, uh, eventually when, you know, my mom had rented it on video and showed me, hey, you kids might like this. I saw it and absolutely love the movie. Um, got all the humor, 90 uh, percent of the humor, I should say. And probably watch this movie daily, if not more than once a day. This was like a childhood favorite movie of mine, a teenage favorite movie of mine, and maybe young adult favorite movie of mine. But uh, it's been longer since you saw it. So do you even remember seeing this the first time? I, I don't. I, I I know I saw this as a kid because, as we've mentioned many times, I just grew up on a staple diet of Arnold Schwarzenegger films because of my dad. So, you know, we'd watch them. We'd just alternate between what we watched. So this, and I know my dad had this movie and I know we would have seen it. But, yeah, I, I don't remember this movie pretty much at all. So it's been that long since I've seen it. Can I also just quickly point out, Colin, this is our 10th Arnold Schwarzenegger movie we have done on this podcast. I, I counted them. 10. 10 Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movies. Incredible. Um, but, yeah, I I don't re- recall. So this was, as I said last week, kind of like seeing this for the very first time. <laughs> but, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, what a man. This This is the man of men. This guy is just... Is he the yeah. greatest man to ever be a man? He's up there. He's in the Pierce Brosnan, oh. Liam Neeson, uh, uh, Sean Connery, any James Bond category. Ian Summerholder. I mean, he, he is the ultimate. Ian Summerholder, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> Mr. Rene Russo's, like Rene Russo's dad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In, um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, everything he touches is gold. And I think what's most interesting about this movie is you know, he had done twins prior to this, but he breaks through in the early 80s with Conan the Barbarian and then Terminator, makes a career out of doing very hard R-rated action movies, uh, was 
maybe at that point, even then, the greatest tough guy in the history of movies. I mean, he was the man who started the action hero. You, know, you may have had action movies prior to that, like James Bond and stuff like that, Shaft. But there wasn't really like what you would consider now an action hero. Guy. You look at him and you're like, that's an action hero. Arnold Schwarzenegger was that guy, you know, Stallone sort of around the same time, too. Uh, but for him to take the leap in Twins two years earlier in this to do comedy, it was such a leap that the studio – we're not doing the Twins episode, but it's very important. No, uh, it, the studio didn't think Arnold Schwarzenegger could be funny. They're like, what do you mean you want to put Arnold Schwarzenegger in a comedy? This is what they're saying to Ivan Reitman, the director. And he was so convinced and Schwarzenegger wanted to do a comedy so bad just to show I can do something other than just shoot a gun and punch somebody in the face uh, that he basically said, I will do this money uh, movie for no money. And my only contract is that I will get a certain percentage of the profits of this movie. Now, he goes in and films a whole movie, not paid a dime. The movie Twins becomes such a big hit that if you were to actually take the amount he made off of making Twins – it would work out to be something like $25 million. Wow. <laughs> and this is 1988 dollars. So he became the highest paid actor in history for a movie that he was never paid a dime for. Obviously, off the success of that, they're like, let's put him in another comedy because he is absolutely brilliant at comedies. So obviously, they're going to jump on the chance to put him in this movie now. I don't even know what his salary was for this, but I'm sure it wasn't doing it for free. Um, but if he had negotiated that deal, I'm sure he would have gotten paid a lot because this movie made a fortune as well. Uh, but Kindergarten Cop, Ivan Reitman, same director as Twins, also director of Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Canadian hero. Uh, I think he's a member of the Order of Canada as well. So he should um, fought, be. He should be. I mean, look at this. This man directed Stripes, Ghostbusters, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Dave, Junior. Father's Father Day, underrated weeks. movie in my Father's opinion. Day. Evolution. Evolution. Uh, Draft No great strings movie. attached. Was, uh, Natalie Portman. Like, this guy has uh, done some great ev- movies. Everybody's going to fail eventually. But uh, <laughs> here he's in his prime. <laughs> Uh, but funny enough, the uh, history on this, whether this was the original plan or not, but the, the other actor that they had approached to do this was Bill Murray, which I definitely don't see this movie going. Bill Murray, arguably the funniest actor to ever live, but I don't see this going as well with Bill Murray as opposed to Arnold Schwarzenegger. But uh, it's it's just funny to me that two years earlier than this, Schwarzenegger could not get hired for a comedy unless he gave up his whole salary. And here – He's doing a second comedy and, you know, arguably two of the highest grossing comedies of that entire era of movies. It's crazy because there is actually a, it's one of these movies that if you read the trivia about who also was attached to this film, there's a few other people that were. But it is definitely one of these roles that I think this movie is only this movie because of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think that, mm-hmm. the, I mean, yeah, I love Bill Murray. Everyone loves Bill Murray. I think Sylvester Stallone was attached to this. There's a whole bunch of other actors that would have been great in this role. But mm-hmm. you remember Kindergarten Cop because of Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, if you've got Bill Murray saying it's not a tumor, it's not the same as it's not a tumor. It's, you know, it's it's kind of, it's just not going to be the same. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's what makes this movie. And one thing I really noticed in this film, because this is a, a, I don't want to say strange, because this is a good movie. I'll just say that straight away. But it's got a very weird tone to it. This is a lot darker than I was expecting it to be. And yeah. Very adult. Yeah, he's very adult. But there are obviously very funny moments in the moments you see all the time with the clips of him and, and you know, the the quotes that we all know. 
but it's kind of like it's it's a balancing act. And I have to say, Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually a really good actor in this movie. Like, yeah, he balances from dramatic to funny to to really you know action style as well. And I think we've talked about it before that he doesn't often get credit for his acting, and there's a reason behind mm-hmm. that sometimes. But when he <laughs> does act act well, he's actually really good. There were some moments in this movie where I'm like. He's actually a really good actor. So, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, it's, it's, I read a quote from him saying that this is his favorite movie he's ever done because of, mm-hmm. of everything that he got to do in this movie. And he really got to show that style of his that you're right. Like he does have a great comedic side to him. I've never seen Twins. That is one I've not seen. So I can't really compare it to that. But I mean, you know, I'm a huge fan of Jingle All the Way. We've done that on this show. Uh, I mean, he's hilarious mm-hmm. in that. There's so much about him. And we just did Batman and Robin recently, which is not meant to be a comedy, but, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger got the message that it's a campy com- comic book film, so he's going to go out of his way yeah. to be that way. So he's got a charisma and a style about him that just he can suit so many different roles. And, yeah, there's something about this. He was like, wow, this guy can act. That's a weird thing and, to and say. Other- it's kindergarten freaking cop. <laughs> Kindergarten cop, man, that guy can act. <laughs> Should have gotten an Oscar nomination for it. <laughs> uh, but what you said was interesting, Leah, that it, it is not really a kid's movie because when we get to the reviews, I'm going to pinpoint some critics that just totally missed the point. But even though this is a movie about him substitute t- teacher for kindergarten, you look at the poster, you think this is a kid's movie. In no way is this a kid's movie. Not even the jokes are really tailored for kids. You get a lot of movies where – it's especially involving kids like this. You know, you, I think about the, the I mentioned last week, the Vin Diesel one, the pacifier would be a, a good knockoff of Kindergarten Cop. And that movie's meant to be enjoyed by both adults and kids. It's not a good movie, but their, their target audience is both adults and kids. I don't think these jokes are targeted to kids at all, which is why it's strange that I appreciated this so much as a kid. I think it's just the idea of seeing this big hulk of a man, you know, being overwhelmed by a bunch of children. It was entertaining, but none of the jokes are playing to kids either. So it it has a darkness to it, but it was, I think it was kind of meant to be that way. It really was an adult movie. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, I don't know if I kind of went into this thinking it was going to be more of a kid's movie, but it's weird. I'm trying to remember the name of it. There was a Robin Williams movie that I remember seeing, and it was basically Robin Williams was a late night talk show host that was talked into running for president. And he becomes president. And yeah, what is- yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? And like mm-hmm. it was the, the trailers and everything kind of show it as this sort of like Robin Williams style comedy. You know, it's it's gonna be funny. And it starts off really good. And then the most random part of the movie, it takes like this really dark, sinister turn, and it kind of mm. turns into like this political thriller. It's like the book of Henry that we talked about how the tone just randomly shifts in that. Yeah. And, like, it's a bad comparison because I think that that movie really shifts the tone really deeply and it kind of takes you away from it and you think, well, actually, that movie wasn't that good because it changed so much. Whereas this movie, mm-hmm. it has layers and tones to it and then there is a shift, but it all blends together and works. So, like, while the kids are going to enjoy the scenes of Arnold Schwarzenegger around little kids, you know, who's your daddy and kind of things like that, <laughs> it's, you know, everyone else is going to enjoy all the other layers to it. And, yeah, this isn't a movie you're going to show your kids. But mm-hmm. well, my mom did. Yeah, well, you yeah, know, <laughs> but I mean, she showed you Die Hard, didn't she? Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's kind of a, it's a it's a mixed tone movie that works. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's the way they structure it too, because like you said, the man of the year is the one you're thinking of, Thank right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. an okay movie. It's just it's just odd. It's just really odd the way this the time and I think it like kind of starts off light, then it goes really dark, then it goes light again. It's kind of like, well, make your mind mm-hmm. up. Well, when when we start recapping this in a minute, you know, we'll see how dark this movie starts. But the, there's a decent transition, and then you get into all the light stuff, and then it transitions back to dark. So it's not like the movie changes. When you're involved in the story and he is a cop you're getting a cop movie. And when he's involved in watching after kids in kindergarten, you get, you know, a, a kid, semi-kid friendly comedy. Let's just say that. Um, but uh, you said you saw this. At, can you remember about what age you might have been when you saw this? I mean, look, I would have been three when this was released. So, I mean, I probably would have been six, seven, eight, maybe. I mean, when mm. we get to Ghost, I don't know if we're doing that next or in a couple <laughs> of weeks. I have a very fun story to tell about seeing that movie. Um, I, I probably saw that at the same age, too. I think all <laughs> these are movies I saw as a kid, which is weird, with the exception of The Replacements. But, well, um. well it's, 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 I mean, my dad was kind of the irresponsible parent in showing me these movies that I shouldn't be seeing as a kid. But, well, my mum gets the blame for Ghost. And, again, we'll get to that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, look, I surely would have been young, you know, single-digit age age would have been when yeah. i saw this yeah it's the same for me uh but you enjoyed it as a kid yeah i mean i don't i mean i don't have sort of outstanding memories of oh i hate that movie or i love that movie again i just don't really remember it i, I remember it sitting on the shelf because we basically back in the day that's when you know downloading movies kids was basically recording a, a movie off tv on a saturday night uh, and trying to pause the <laughs> ads every five seconds so we had a shelf filled with movies that were just taped off tv uh, and mm-hmm. I think kind of the big thing too was when you could rent a second VCR and you used to be able to transfer one from the other. Like, oh, that was that was a big thing when you could do that. So all the Arnie movies that we had were all off TV or off, you know, transfer to transfer. So I just I think like just got maybe Dad didn't like this one as much. You know, we'd watch Terminator more, mm. we'd watch Predator more, uh, and it just it wasn't <laughs> all the real kid friendly stuff. Yeah, Total Recall. <laughs> you know, women with three boobs and people getting their eyes sucked out of their heads. All the fun stuff. None of none of this. You know, who is your daddy? Uh, <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> well, let's uh, talk about the dark stuff here as we jump into the movie. Uh, I-, I love that this action thriller everything that you're seeing on screen screams this is an action thriller the music is like dun dun and you got like your typical opening scene of you know the the cop in the sunglasses hiding his gun who's tailing somebody through a mall but then the titles come up and it's written in kindergarten like or like crayon kindergarten style writing crayon kindergarten cop which is just funny but otherwise you could watch this whole opening section of the movie and think you were watching uh, you know, a, a typical Schwarzenegger action movie. Um, but what uh, we see first is the villain, uh, Crisp, who's walking through the mall on the way to meet somebody, and Schwarzenegger's tailing him. And uh, when he eventually does meet somebody, it's, it's a, what we're guessing is a heroin addict here. Obviously, two addicts, a couple, uh, and they're talking about asking for money for whatever he wants. Uh, and uh, when Crisp eventually the villain goes in and meets with this guy, the girlfriend's hiding behind some boxes and he's saying, I found where your wife is, uh, but uh, I, I'm g- I, it's going to cost you. And I, what, I, do you even remember what the number he asked for was? Like $10,000 or something, 5000 Yeah, I think he's at 100000 and then he kind of goes down to about 80000 or something like that. Yeah, because like the girlfriend says, do not accept less than this. Get the money. And then he's like, you know, $100,000 or whatever it is. And then Crisp just sort of looks at him and says, but it's negotiable. It's negotiable. 
but he basically says, why don't you tell me what you know, and then we'll go from there. So he says, you know, your wife is in hiding. Uh, I don't remember if it's mentioned in this opening scene or not, but it, the whole plot of the movie is that the villain's wife has taken $3 million of his money and uh, has um, skipped town, and he's looking for her. So uh, there, there was a funny line where he says, you know, how does she look? And he goes, well, she changed her hair, but she looks like a million bucks. <laughs> oh, she looked like three million bucks. <laughs> There's just an awkward laugh. And Christmas looks at him and he's like, uh, anyways. And then he gives some weird details like, yeah, it's a nice place called Astoria. It snows in the winter there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like how he wow. identifies it snows, but it snows in the winter needed to be stressed. <laughs> rare rare, rare um, aspect of North America. That doesn't happen often. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Crisp eventually just turns around and shoots the guy instead of giving him any money and walks out. Uh, the girlfriend, once he leaves, completely starts freaking out. Schwarzenegger comes in too late. Uh, Mr. Kimball, this is one time we, we have to use the name. Uh, Mr. Kimball. Um, Which it just reminds me the whole time of The Fugitive. Oh, yeah, Mr. Kim- now I get it. <laughs> it's, it's, um, Richard Kimball. Yeah, Richard no, Kimball. You say that because when I saw The Fugitive, I kept thinking the whole time, it's Mr. Kimball from yeah. Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> well, I mean, this like obviously predates predates. Yeah. Was yeah. the TV series uh, character in the Fugitive also a Kimball, or did they just do that for the movie? I think it was the t- yeah, it was in the TV series as well. Oh, okay. Well, there you so go. That's all yes, from the TV series. <laughs> so much for originality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, anyways. Schwarzenegger handcuffs the girlfriend to the dead boyfriend because he doesn't want to lose her. Uh, he goes after Crisp, who goes and meets his mother, <laughs> <laughs> the nastiest old woman you will ever see in a movie who's at a beauty salon or something like that. And he's basically saying, I found her. I found the kid or whatever. So his goal is to find his wife and to find his kid. And um, the mother is obviously in on his criminal enterprise or whatever it is. Uh, and uh, Kimball eventually comes in and he arrests him. You know, says for murder, I've got you this time. And um, <laughs> they take him down to the station, uh, which uh, this is where we meet the the other star of the movie. Um, what's her, what's her character's name? The the uh, Harris is it? Oh, uh, Pamela Reed. Yeah, Phoebe. Phoebe's her name. Phoebe, of okay. course it is. Phoebe I like Pamela yeah. Reed. <laughs> She's amazing in this movie. Yeah. Like I think that's the other thing between this and Twins. Like Twins obviously had Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger, but this they're like let's fill the whole movie with these really hilarious characters. The polar opposite of Schwarzenegger, she's like maybe four foot eleven. Uh, she's the one doing the interrogating. Uh, Kimball's getting impatient with her. She's refu- the girlfriend here is refusing to testify. Um, and uh, eventually they have to let her go. Kimball follows the girlfriend to a club she's at. And this is where we get the line <laughs> where he gets out and you got these guys who are just all over. What do they say? Something like uh, um, oh, they said something when he arrived there. That was really funny. I don't think I made a note here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, baby. I think they said to him, hey, baby. <laughs> the girl says, hey, baby. And then the guy says, what do you mean? Hey, baby. <laughs> I just love this whole sequence. It's just this to me should be in like last action hero or true lies. It's almost like a parody of like action movies. But he literally walks into a club and just starts shooting people with a shotgun. And he's all like, where is the girl? <laughs> it's just like it's so almost par- parody. And it's just hilarious. Well, and then this guy who gets offended because his girl calls him baby. Yeah. And, what do you mean? Hey, baby. That's when he goes, let me introduce myself. My name is John Kimball and I love my car. 
that's all he says. And then the guy, hey, I'm going to keep an eye on it for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then when he goes into the club, now, I never noticed this until I had it on subtitles this recent time when I watched it. Uh, but the lyrics of this death metal song that's being played are amazing. Um, the lyrics go, stop your whining because you had a bad day and lost some weight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's um, I really <laughs> very heavy metal. You lost some weight. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what it is. Stop your whining, because <laughs> you had a bad day and lost some weight. <laughs> you look good in that no, dress, because it's not as tight as you as it was before. It's <laughs> absurd lyrics you'd ever expect. I don't know if it was intentional or if this was a real song. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he goes in and just starts shooting people <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> it's so funny. He just literally just starts a massacre and everyone's just like, ah! Like, he's going to jail. We, we've seen what's happened in Minnesota. He's going yes, to jail for life. Okay? He is. He's lost his job. He's not going on special assignment to watch children in kindergarten <laughs> after he has shot multiple civilians. Uh, 1990, when police violence didn't bring riots in Minneapolis. <laughs> those were the days. Oh, those were the days. Innocent times. Um, <laughs> But anyways, this whole objective here is he's clearing out the club so that um, the the girlfriend here, what's her name, Cindy? Oh, Cindy, drug let's addict call her number Cindy. three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, heroin addict here. Uh, so he's trying to get her to testify, and he's <laughs> let me introduce this. I'm the party pooper. <laughs> Come on, do it in your proper Cindy. accent. Where's your arty accent? I'm the party poop. Pot- <laughs> this is when we're having trouble. Party poop. Party, party pooper. Poop. Posh honey. Party pooper. That's that's what he does with the kids later on. The party pooper. Here we um, go. But he's, I'm gonna be around you a lot, Cindy. <laughs> Days, <laughs> nights, weekends, holidays. <laughs> He's moving it really close. Now it's sexual harassment, too, because he's almost <laughs> groping her. But she eventually decides she will help him identify the suspect. So she picks out Crisp in a lineup. Um, and uh, Kimball has a meeting with Crisp where uh, he's immediately saying, you know, this this uh, this witness you have who he knows already, this addict, you really think they're going to believe her? Uh, and then Kimball says, you know, I've got your wife or what or I can get your wife, too. And uh, he has a great line here, too, where he says, yeah, and you know, the only difference in my wife and your wife is, uh, uh, you know, my wife, uh, uh, your wife can't stand the sight of you. It's like my wife left me for money. Your wife just can't stand the sight of you. <laughs> He's actually a really good villain, this guy. And he looks like Val Kilmer's really sleazy brother. He does. Am I alone? Well, he just he has got go. that look about him. He's just got such that early 90s ponytail look that this was a thing like (laughs) we're going to look back in 20 30 years time at like the man bun and things like that and go what were we thinking this is that that one of those periods where you just see this ponytail this was a thing people and that kind of just that puts me off this guy i mean a ponytail is going to put anybody off (laughs) just like the man bun (laughs) so you never have jamie wearing a ponytail like oh it puts me off yeah, it's disgusting because she reminds me of sleazy Kilmer <laughs> when she wears it. <laughs> and is this guy's name Colin? Is his first name Colin? Cullen. Cullen. Oh, yeah, because I right. I remember that as a I distinctly remember that as a kid too because I, I when I heard it 
as a young child, I didn't want to have the name of the bad guy. So I was very happy. I don't know if I had asked my mom or something like that, or, you know, but it's like, no, no, his name is Cullen, not Colin. Which is, let's be honest, he's, he's a douche name. Like Cullen's one of those kids at school who plays like volleyball and you just want to punch. Yeah, it's slightly more douchey than Colin. Yeah. Um, Brad. <laughs> hence why Dominic is more preferable than Cullen Jr. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, Dominic. Cullen, what a stupid... That's the Amanda Pete of names. <laughs> Cullen. Edward Cullen. Very there you go. <laughs> um, so anyways, they have their little altercation. Um, Kimball and uh, Phoebe, they get their orders that, uh, you know, we have to find the wife. Uh, we know that she's in Oregon or whatever, because uh, I guess the girlfriend had overheard this. You're going to go undercover. Phoebe, who's eating nonstop in this movie, which is a great little twist because she's hypoglycemic. <laughs> it's Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of cheese. Um, she's going to be a substitute kindergarten teacher because she had experience and he's going to try to track things down. But guess what? The roles are going to get reversed. Um, let's go a little bit further here. Uh, he makes a comment to Phoebe. about, I've never seen someone so little eat so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they they have the line here about uh, uh, him being from Austria. Uh, he mentions, you know, I'm from Austria. And she says, explains the accent, <laughs> which is the only time in any of these Schwarzenegger movies he's not playing Captain USA. Yeah, that's, where a, he's like, yeah, that's a weird thing. Because because like I don't think I've ever seen an Arnie movie where he mentions that he's from yeah. Austria. Yeah, and they use it in this movie. It's not just the one scene. They use it constantly in this movie. But it's the only time I can think of it being addressed ever, you know? Mm. And, and it's funny because he will always be playing sheriffs and FBI agents and firemen. And, and it, it, like, this is, you know, the, the sheriff of a small town. Like, he can't even speak English. But here they make a point of it. Uh, the airplane scene. Yeah, the, the where Phoebe's going to start getting sick here. Uh, it's not morning sickness, but uh, it's something else. And um, uh, the kids keep kicking the chair. Now, I'm sure everybody's been on a plane and had this happen. Yes. I had it happen last year. It wasn't kids kicking it. It was kids who were playing, you know, video games. It wasn't something small either, like a, you know, PSP or anything. It was like big screens they were playing. And, you know, when you do that jerky thing with your arm when you're trying to use a controller? Mm -hmm. These kids are like jerking their arms up and down and elbowing me. And I'm like scrunching myself all over the place. Like I, I couldn't get away from it. Um, but these kids keep bumping his chair and he has the response that I think everybody wants to give when kids are kicking their chairs. Uh, first he takes away the car and then Phoebe gives it back. And then he eventually, Hey, you come here. <laughs> the kid comes up. And says, if you don't stop kicking the chair, this is going to be you. And he snaps a pencil in half. <laughs> and this kid's face is amazing. <laughs> Um, once they land, Phoebe is in the car and she's explaining, you know, uh, as she's getting sick on and off throughout this about, uh, she was afraid, uh, if she continued to teach that she would never want to have children of her own because they're such nightmares. Um, he starts to give his background, but I have a son 13 years old. <laughs> and then she starts screaming, ah, cause a ferret is, um, <laughs> that is <laughs> the line that just random lines that crack me up. That is my ferret. <laughs> That's <a> ferret. <laughs> just the way he says it, he's just like, That's, that is my ferret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, fun fact, there was actually, I was reading a trivia fact about when Arnold was governor of California, he did some sort of law or something like that that prevented people from owning ferrets or something like that. Like what? it was, he was part of some sort of bill of 
that basically made them illegal in California. And here he is. That is my favorite. They will be illegal in California in like 13 <laughs> years time. What a disgrace. Oh, honey, uh, think about your roots, my friend. <laughs> uh, but uh, the ferrets introduced here, scaring Phoebe. Uh, he carries her into the motel, mumbling something in German, which uh, I know Jamie found, and I can't remember what it was, but yeah, she found I what the found translation. Yeah, I found it too, yeah. I'll see oh, if I can pull it up. No? Uh, I, I, okay. I think I know where it is. I'll find it for us. So next morning, we'll just get up to the introduction here in the kindergarten. Next morning, um, Phoebe's like, it's okay. I'll get out of bed. <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of it. I've got everything under control. And he's already dressed and cleaned up. And she's just looking at him and uh, he says he's going to take over and teach the kindergarten instead. And then he's like, how do I look? And she goes, lose the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he takes off his gun. And then he says something like, they're six year olds. How much trouble could they be? (laughs) (laughs) On second thought, take the gun. And so he's waiting for his uh, meeting with Mrs. Schlowski, another star of this movie, <laughs> the principal. Yeah. Also, uh, like Academy Award winning actress too, isn't this? She uh, is, Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt, yeah. Hmm. Um, won the Academy Award for Supporting Actress for the Year of Living Dangerously in 1982. I actually know her from a show that made my top 50 favorite show, shows list, which is um, the, uh, the Practice, mm. uh, a legal show that, you know, uh, Boston Legal, it's been off of and everything. She wasn't a main character on the show, but they had judges and they wouldn't it wouldn't just be like your typical legal show where every week there's a different judge. They had a panel of judges and, you know, every couple of weeks you'd have a new new judge on there and that judge would come back a few weeks later just like you would actually get you know you only have so many judges so she did a bunch of episodes as one of the judges probably the best judge they had on uh, the practice She's so i knew her from that tuck somewhere uh i've known her for other things but no she's she's definitely uh, she's very familiar i've definitely seen her in lots of things i mean clearly she's an esteemed actress she's won an academy award so she's been in lots yeah. of other things but i'm pretty sure she was in nip tuck at some point uh, she was also the voice of Lady Proxima, the um, alien at the beginning of Solo, ah. who had all the orphans. Yeah, <laughs> the one with the "you just made that clicking sound with your mouth." <laughs> yes, yes, okay. You know that's definitely where I. Re- you know who she reminds me of? That's she reminds re- me of um from The Incredibles. No capes. She reminds me of her. Mm-hmm. She looks like her. She does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now that you said that, I get it. Maybe that was the inspiration uh, for No Capes Woman in The Incredibles. Yeah. Mrs. Schlowski. Mrs. Schlowski, uh, yes. But as he's waiting to get in to talk to the principal, uh, we see who we'll find out will be Crisp's wife, uh, the love interest of this movie. Uh, what's her name? I don't remember anybody's name. Here. Joyce. Uh, let's yeah. be honest. This I have. This is the this Amanda Peet. Like I don't know. <laughs> I've looked up this woman, Penelope Ann Miller, and I'm sorry if you ever listen to this, Penelope Ann Miller. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I mean. From the filmography that included Adventures in Babysitting, Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> the gun in Betty Lou's handbag coming soon oh, to the Oscars. Oh, I vaguely remember that movie. That was awful. Saving Grace B. Jones. Is that about uh, uh, murder in my man? But yeah, very, very good call. I was even thinking that. I'm like, is she worse than Amanda Peet? Or nah, just pretty she's much the same? Like, she's, just, she's just there. <laughs> She's the Romania she's there, of this yeah. movie. She's just there. You know, yeah, she exists. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with yeah. her. You know, she's not the France of this movie. She's not Amanda Peet or anything like that. 
but the introduction here where she's talking to a little boy in the, the principal's office or outside the principal's office. And did you catch what he was going to the principal's office for? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I'm laughing. It's obviously um, something funny. So this little this little boy um, says you can't punch Jenny because she poisoned your hamsters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Or> I th- <laughs> the way it actually, the way it actually goes down is he says, now you're not allowed to punch people. And it's like, I know, but Jenny poisoned your hamster. <laughs> That's the darkest thing in this whole movie. Kids are poisoning their other kids' animals and they're punching each other. Wow. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had your hamsters poisoned by a little girl? Did you get the urge to punch uh, her? I, I, I've never had a hamster. Uh, I, I had a rabbit. Um, but no, it never got poisoned by a little girl. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out on a, yeah. a very, you know, a key part of my childhood was taken away from me, though. Yeah. Now, again, not, not to be the advocates for violence against children in movies, <laughs> but I'm just going to say it. If Jenny poisoned your hamsters and you punched her, like, if that's the worst she got, then... <laughs> Jenny, stop it. And you poisoned his hamster. That is a vicious, vile thing. Like if somebody <laughs> poisoned Mr. Kimball's ferret, I think he's going to punch Jenny too. You Jenny didn't have a Jenny. I don't condone violence against anyone, but don't poison hamsters. You'll get punched. It's on the box when you buy it. It says on the hamster, oh, do not poison this. You will get punched. Stop it, Jenny. Come with the it's up with a tag. You know how your mattress has that tag? Do not rip off this tag. You're not supposed to rip off the tag from the hamster that says, do not poison hamsters. <laughs> the law. The FBI will get involved. Jenny. If this was, I want the alternate ending of this where he comes back. Kids, I'm back. And this is for you, Jenny. And he just punches her in the face. Get him. Come on, Jenny. <laughs> what was it, Dr. No? When like. Connery just randomly punches that guy in the hallway, like, where's the girl? And punches, apparently, oh, yeah. Connery's Arnold now. Where's the girl? Now. She doesn't answer. She punches him, yeah. <laughs> From now on, whenever there's a random punch, that's just Jenny. Jenny is now yes. any character <laughs> in any movie who gets punched. There's Jenny, Jenny getting poisoned. This is for a hamster. <laughs> Again, in Tomorrow Never Dies, for Carver, for Stamper, for Jenny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, Jenny really is the Amanda Pete of hamster owners. <laughs> yeah. Even Noah couldn't the- could get a date with Jenny, but again, doesn't want to. Let's also just illustrate this in case people haven't watched this movie in a while and they're tuning in. Jenny didn't poison her own hamster. She didn't poison the class hamsters. She poisoned another child's pet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is, said, and all, I, all that happens is your hamster. Why Why is he this kid? Like, okay, he punched someone. Fair enough. But, like, shouldn't the reaction be like, oh, she poisoned it? Like, that's okay, little Johnny, oh. off you go. We're going to investigate this further. I hope she's expelled. I hope that <laughs> none of these characters, when we reach their end credits, if I see Jenny's name in there, I'm never watching this movie again because Jenny should have been expelled. This is double standard. She's point. This is how serial killers start. They start killing <laughs> animals. That's Eileen exactly. Warnos. She's a, she's Charlie's Theroni monster. She's on the highways of Florida, basically killing men. That's who this is. It's not Jenny. It's Eileen. Think about if somebody had punched Ted Bunny in the face when he poisoned somebody's hamsters, a lot of co-ed's lives would have been saved, okay? Exactly, exactly. Punch a kid if they kill a hamster. Little Jimmy's <laughs> a hero. Little Jimmy has saved <laughs> lives. 
<laughs> oh, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> we don't even know what his name is, Jimmy. But anyways. <laughs> it's always Jimmy. Uh, so Mrs. Schlepp. Mrs. Schlowski, very hesitant about Mr. Kimball taking over because uh, she's looking at him and also not liking the idea that there's undercover cops. And she says, you know, if I find out any of these kids are in danger, none of the kids are in danger. <laughs> <laughs> so she allows it, but she's got his eye on him. <laughs> um, she takes him to the class and it's like, you do have teaching experience. They would not have sent me if I didn't. <laughs> Which I love how that's, I love that's the way brought she, up later on. It's like, I looked into you. You don't have teaching yeah. experience. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I went all the way back to, to uh, Austria. <laughs> all Austrian school records. And there's never a Mr. Kimball who taught there. It's like, did you check the all-girls basketball school? <laughs> <laughs> what about Liechtenstein? Did you check the records there? <laughs> I crossed the border, you stupid woman. Europe, big place. Lots of countries. I punch you. <laughs> you look like you're poison hamsters. <laughs> um, anyways, she takes them to the class and it's complete chaos. And I have to wonder who's been watching these kids for the first hour yes. of the day while he's in his job interview. <laughs> um, let's just quickly cover his introduction here. Uh <laughs> So it's complete chaos. They say, this is Mr. Kimball. He'll be teaching you for a while. And they ask whatever happened to the old teacher. And then uh, it's like, oh, she's just not around right now. Did she die? <laughs> no, she's just uh, taking uh, – she's just visiting somebody. Did they die? <laughs> no. Everybody dies, you know. <laughs> These kids are so good in this movie. I think that's part of the appeal. Like the kids are are – part of the stars of this movie along with linda hunt and pamela reed and everybody but jenny <laughs> jenny yeah uh when she leaves he gives the greatest fake smile ever which is almost in line with his deleted scene fake smile from terminator 3 <laughs> or terminator 2 i think it was um and he's like, good morning i am mr kimball and just before he gets started he sits on the piano and everybody cracks up and he's like ha 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 be quiet <laughs> What's the random line you mentioned in one of our episodes? There's a random line. I'm probably jumping ahead here that you always crack up laughing in. That's not that line, is it? Uh, in, in this movie? Yeah, you said there's definitely might have been on one of our episodes that I've already listened to recently. But you mentioned there's like some random line in Kindergarten Cop that you think is hilarious. Oh, um, you know, I'll have to. I'll have when we get to it. I'm sure it'll jog my memory. Probably. <laughs> yes. I've written all lines down here. Uh, no, but not that one. Uh. Yeah, everybody dies though. <laughs> Piano, haha, be quiet. <laughs> I love when he's screaming children. He says, I, uh, How many of you were born? He's doing his detective work right away. How many of you were born in Astoria? And they all raise their hand. He even tells them, Come on, raise your hands. And they all raise their hand. He's like, Hmm, okay. Now, how many of you were born outside of Astoria, like California? And they all raise their hands again. He's like, Hmm, okay. Uh, <laughs> And then you get the one kid raising his hand. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Yes. That's you now. Yep. You interrupt children's classes to do yep. that. I go up to children and I actually say, boys have a penis. And that's why I'm not yeah. allowed near children. There we go. I should say I missed the part here where the little girl, another star of the movie, Emma, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and he's like, okay, you may go. And then she's like, I can't get these off for suspenders. And the look of panic on his face is he's first trying and he can't get off. And he looks at the other kids and he kind of grins like, ha, 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 ha. and then tries to get off. And all of a sudden, like, I will get somebody to help. And he runs out into the hallway, <laughs> frantic, banging on 
Joyce's door. <laughs> she needs to go to the bathroom. Whatever. <laughs> okay, I'll take care of it. It's like, by the way, kindergarten, you don't want to turn your back on this. Oh, it's okay. I got it all under control. And again, the complete chaos again. We got kids looking up girls' skirts. We have kids dancing on the pianos. We have them pulling each other in wagons and crashing. And he goes in there and just screams, shut up! <laughs> and then immediately, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> it's so good. And then he just runs out. Into the, they all start crying. He runs out into the middle of the street and lets out a blood-curdling <laughs> scream. Um, I'll stop just as we come back for the ferret here because we've got a lot of stuff here. I have to say that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger apparently said that he was like uh, Kimball on the first day of shooting. He was like terrified of the kids. And what's the famous saying? Like, don't work with kids and animals. And he basically does it all in this movie. So, yeah. <laughs> good for you, Arnie. Um, yeah, the opening stuff in the mall. Um, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it sort of it does start very dark and cop like and it's kind of interesting like do you think that beard on arnie is fake because of the stubble that he has yeah but at the same time i think i don't know if i've ever really seen it i think end of days is the only other time where he has any real stubble doesn't he maybe it's because we just know him from conan and terminator where he's always like intentionally clean shaven didn't he have facial hair in the the newest terminator movie in dark fate the new one yeah yeah Yeah. i mean great so you know we don't know but yeah (laughs) i I know the same thing it looked kind of artificial um, I absolutely love Pamela Reed. I know her best probably from the Mr. Bean movie, the first one. Um, and she was, she was the mum, like the, of, um, oh, you know, when Mr. Bean goes to stay with the family, she's like the wife yeah. of the guy. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and wait, and her husband is, um, the 24 guy was Lennox yeah, yeah, from 24. Yeah. yeah. And he was in Ally oh, McBeal. What a couple. Yeah, that's a great. I love how you go to twenty four and I go to Ally McBeal. Good, good job, Ben. I, <laughs> I like that Ally guy. McBeal, in, Ally McBeal in a connected universe with the practice. Yeah, there you go. I, but what that actor? He hasn't been in anything in a while. I like him. Peter, Peter, no, yeah. but he was also in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, he uh, was one of the villains in Ghostbusters too. It's, it's all connected. It's all everything yeah. is connected. The Kevin Bacon. <laughs> the kindergarten- yeah. Connected universe. But uh, Pamela Reed is fantastic in this movie. She really is. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I I think she needs more credit for this film because, like, she's really on par with Arnie. It's just been absolutely fantastic in this movie. Uh, fun fact, did you know that one of the flight attendants is actually Angela Bassett? No, I, I just caught that after I finished talking a minute ago. I'm like, Angela Bassett was in this movie? So I'm going to have to go back and look now. There's basically like a heap of Academy Award nominees and winners in this movie. So um, <laughs> Arnold's was coming soon one day, of course. And he's the one who, what an actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the head of the like the police chief guy, I actually thought that was Xander Berkeley at first. Um, but then um, the guy, he's also another one who's in Nip Tuck. A lot of random Nip Tuck actors in this movie uh, because apparently this is where they all started in Kindergarten Cop. Uh, the German yeah. that he says is, he says, that makes me stinking mad, now I'm mad. Uh, so, Ooh, deep. Yes, it is the first time that he has ever spoken German in a movie and the next time he will not speak German until Escape Plan in 2013. So That's right, yeah. Yeah, I do love Arnie's like high-waisted jeans when he's all clean-shaven and he's wearing like a green suede jacket. <laughs> it looks like pool table material. But yeah, I love Pamela Reed. I'll get up. I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> now, okay, hate to kind of pour hot water or cold water or whatever you want to say over this movie, but, like, could they surely not just go ring up the school and be like, oh, she's sick, she'll be a couple of days? Like, substitute teachers yeah, get exactly. sick too. I, I mean, is the story only got one substitute teacher? Like, had there not been an undercover cop operation, could they not have gotten someone else on short notice? Like, uh, I, I know that they want to get this investigation finished as quickly as possible, but maybe she says, I come in for the afternoon or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, the little girl who's all like, I've got to pee, I've got to pee, she's one of the little girls in Beethoven, another Ivan Reitman. Oh, really? Well, he, he's, he doesn't direct, I think he's a producer in that movie. But um, mm. I always remember, like, David Duchovny is an evil bastard in Beethoven. I used to watch that movie, like, Daily when I was a kid. Um, good old Beethoven. Who's the main guy in that? He's not been in anything for a while. Is it Charles Grodin or was that Bingo? I always confuse those movies. No, Charles Grodin sounds familiar. Beethoven's one was the St. Bernard. Um, and uh, Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the little girl. Yes. Charles Grodin, yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like him. He hasn't been in anything in a while. Is yeah. he alive still? Have I killed him off or... <laughs> Is he alive? Uh, he's 85 years old. Wow. Oh, good for him. He is alive, though. He's 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 alive and kicking. Good good for him. Um, and the mother, too, <laughs> of the evil dude, she's um an esteemed actress. There's so many, like, big-name people in this movie. Carol Baker is the mother of the evil dude who- Mrs. I'm, Crisp. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at a filmography. There's nothing here that stands out for me, but I've definitely seen her in something else. I mean, she's been in a lot. She's obviously a, a sort of an old school actress. She's been around since the 50s, but I don't watch old movies, so it's not that. Yeah. Um, you, you wouldn't, I mean, if you're on Wikipedia, you wouldn't get it from this movie, but you see her on Wikipedia, the picture here. She had it going on once upon a time. <laughs> she did. Let's be honest. She doesn't miss Mrs. Movie too. Crisp. I know. Mrs. Crisp. Yeah. Um, even, even as an old lady, better than Penelope Ann Miller. <laughs> oh, hands down. Hands down. Um, Astoria looks beautiful, and I looked this up. This is only about five hours away from where I'm living right now. So I've said to Mallory, we're going to Astoria. <laughs> it's not that mm-hmm. far. And this is all like this isn't just a fake town or they've said, oh, we're filming in Astoria and we're going to film somewhere else to make it look like it. They filmed in Astoria. All of this is Astoria. Usually when you get a movie like this, especially if they're portraying anything that's like negative, they don't want the name of the 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 town used. So I assume the same thing. But, yeah, when you look it up, it's a real town. Yeah. And, and these days it was pretty odd to have a small town use the name in a movie. And is this where they film Stranger Things now? Did I see that correctly? Or isn't there something else that this is this town is known more for now than this movie? I thought movie? I read something. Um but, I could be uh, wrong on Stranger Things, but there's definitely something else that has or was a filmed lot here. Of movies filmed there. Wow. Short Circuit, Black Stallion, Kindergarten Cop, Free Willy 1 and 2, oh. Ninja Turtles 3, Benji the Hunted, The Ring 2, Into the Wild, The Guardian, and Green Room. I, I got way too Very excited for, uh, for Free Willy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Part 1 or 2. Uh I remember the second one, but the first one, that was one of these ones as a kid that, come on, you watch like every single day, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I was a weird one. Because it had, a, um, the, the girl not- in that was from League of Their Own. She was Kit, the sister, the not Gina Davis main mm-hmm. person. Yeah, the sister of Gina Davis. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a defender of Free Willy 3. And a lot of people don't have love for Free Willy 3, but I like Free Willy 3. Now, is that the one with Bindi Irwin in it? Uh, is it? I don't uh, know. <laughs> Why are we talking about Beethoven and Free Willy, yes. like early 90s kids? We're talking about kindergarten cops. Most of the movies 
It's because those are the movies we should have been watching as children and not Kindergarten Cop with Poison Hamsters. I know I know. Michael Jackson did a song for one of the Free Willies. Uh, that was a good song. Yeah, um, the second one. No, it wasn't the third. There's definitely, they did a Free Willy recently with freaking Bindi Irwin in it. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> holy crap, we're sidetracked. Um, anyway, so you just... <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say. The you know, all the kids stuff, you know, they shut up, shut up, shut up. Like that's one of the things you always see. That and basically that it's not a tumor thing going on. But yeah. you're right about the kids because you know I'm the one who generally hates on children uh, for, for movies. But <laughs> none of them are annoying in this film. They're actually quite good, and yeah. the majority of them aren't even actors. They just got extras from Astoria to appear in it, and they kind of work. I, I love that that kid. Like girls have a vagina. <laughs> Boys have a <laughs> I bet you I bet you you're watching this with Jamie and you've just gone, Oh, I get it to Jamie. Like that was an education. That's for how you. it works. So that's how the babies were born. Now I oh, understand. Wait. You mean to tell me why that's disgusting. <laughs> It's like the Dumb and Dumber scene when uh, Jim Carrey like leaves the bar and he's like, "No way, we landed on the moon!" <laughs> Just walks. by the way, um, girls have a uh, girls have a penis, boys have a vagina. Um, <laughs> boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Colin, vagina get it boy. right. <laughs> Miko Hughes starred with Bruce Willis in Mercury Rising. Also played Jim Lovell's son in Apollo 13. He was the uh, the little boy. Uh, was it, said, the was door? it the door? Yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, kid. the original line actually said, was it the penis? But they had to change it because. <laughs> or the vagina. <laughs> vagina. Sounds like Wyoming Jamie saying it like, <laughs> Carlin, let's have a baby in my vagina. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> is this the bit where when he's yelling at the kids and there's another random line <laughs> when he goes up to the kid and he's like, you ate all the lunches? Stop it! Oh, that's, yeah, that's coming up. There's <laughs> just so many random little moments that Arnold does. I really would love to interview or speak to somebody who has been on an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie who writes the script. The script writer, I guess you call them, right? Yeah. Um, like, do they, del- writer, yes. <laughs> do they deliberately write these lines thinking of Arnold's accent or do these lines become funny? When he says it. Yeah. Because, like, seriously, yeah. you know, it's not a tumor. Like, that's not a one-liner that should be funny. I, I think we've talked about this before in the past when we've done Arnie movies, but just, you know, just, you had other lunches? Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, when he, to, to write the line in the movie, wipe your little tushy, you know they're hoping for the accent when they write that line. They wipe don't want that from tushy. Bill Murray. <laughs> Oh, and this is the thing too. What movies did they write with Arnie in mind? And they got Bill Murray. Like, I mean, yeah. was Groundhog Day originally written for Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's Groundhog Day again. Lost in translation. Garfield was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Garfield. Give me the lasagna. Yeah, I, I don't uh, have a whole lot more to add here. Did we meet Sylvester and the random... Is this the random side plot oh, of a kid getting abused? Okay. Um, yeah, almost there. Um, so, anyways, he brings in the ferret uh, after having his meltdown outside, which is great. my ferret. Uh, and he's like, children, I want to show you something. And then, what happened to your dog? <laughs> That's not a dog. It's a ferret. And then they, they say something like, what's a ferret? And he just goes... That's a ferret. 
Can I just point out quickly the the bit when he's I completely put out this when he's doing the shut up shut up shut up. I love the way the camera kind of just like comes around him and almost does like a Matrix style yeah. spin around and just yes. his facial expression, his eyes like this guy literally looks like he's about to have an aneurysm. The way he's like shut up, like that is a that is a gift that is always shared on like Twitter and stuff because it is so good. You just his face says it all. But, like, let's break it down. We have seen meltdowns in movies before, particularly in comedies. Have you ever seen somebody look so angry and so panicked? I would rank this up there with one of the best meltdowns in movie history. Yeah. And if this were not a comedy, it would be the most believable meltdown you've ever seen. So when we say he's a really good actor, like, this, even as comedy, is a good example of it. Yeah, and, I mean, this is this is all seriousness. Like, people can rip shit into Arnie for not being a good actor or just all this sort of stuff. But, I mean... You can't deliver this if you're not a decent actor. Uh, I mean, this guy yeah, exactly. works with what he's got. And first time working with children, and Arnie has great chemistry with these kids. Like, he really is a believable mm-hmm. teacher at the end of the day with this as well. So, yeah, and like, even when he just runs out and he's just like, and runs to get the ferret. It's just, it's, it's, it's believable. And again, I love you, Bill Murray. Bill Murray's not going to pull this off. No, not at all. It would have been a completely different movie. Um, so anyways, he finally calms the kids down uh, because they all start petting the ferret. And he goes, there, that's good. Yes. Now we are having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Touch my ferret's children. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the end of the day um, where uh, it's <laughs> the kid coming up and uh this this almost blows it for me because you were mentioning like the random side plot because the whole idea here is we don't know which kid it is but i feel like even as a child when i watch this you know the first kid that comes up and talks to him sympathetically is going to be the kid he's looking for so uh, as an adult i mean it's probably even more obvious but even as a kid i kind of got this here but like having not remembered this movie or did you remember it enough to know yeah, that's the kid right there. I didn't, but I mean, I think I kind of clicked pretty much straight away. It's a little bit obvious when they start focusing yeah. on, you know, and then also when he starts flirting a little bit with whatever her name is, uh, you know, it's kind of like, oh, that's totally the that's totally the wife. Yeah, but but like, I wish that this movie had played out a little bit differently. You know, I'm not giving major complaints. It's a minor thing, but imagine this this story would have worked a lot better if you had the mystery of who is the kid because they do a good job with the the swerve you know of oh it might be this kid because he doesn't talk it might be this kid because the mom's kind of creepy or whatever uh but they give it away here but still it's kind of a fun scene even though this kid yeah he's okay he kind of bugs me a little bit at times he's one of these kids and not as an adult but as a kid you feel like you kind of want to punch him a little uh, but, uh, off something uh i don't know i mean he's he's twins uh so either him or his brother maybe no not really done anything outside of a couple tv appearances critters three yeah well there was i mean the little girl as i said was in beethoven i thought she'd grown up and been something because i i think i looked up a few of these kids and there's maybe one or two that i think was i think there's one one of the girls is semi-famous now i think from memory looking them up but uh it might just be twins did one other movie which was critters three the years after this and then they did a couple of guest appearances, Knott's Landing. Uh, these twins were, I guess, on quite a few episodes of Knott's Landing. That's pretty much the only thing. Of course I know that because I've been watching that so often. That was like, um, you know, one of those Dallas-style soap operas. This show my mom really liked. Oh, uh, the one, um, there's a girl, the one, the character of uh, Rosa. Is that the little Spanish girl, maybe? 
don't know if I'm just jumping to conclusions there saying the word. Oh, no, it is. No, it is. <laughs> what a racist thing to say. Well, I'm right because uh, Adette Annabelle is her name. She's gone on to be in like Cloverfield and um, Supergirl and House. And I'm oh. looking here. Annabelle played the Spanish-speaking student in Kindergarten Cop at the age of five. So sorry for jumping to conclusions, but I was right. So, <laughs> you know. Sometimes being racist pays off. Don't. Um, don't start riots <laughs> in Minneapolis because of what I just said. All right. <laughs> uh who is she in supergirl um she was the villain in supergirl or villain is so, yeah major character on there okay wow so she was she also in successful. the director video uh movie called group sex <laughs> <laughs> oh beverly Coming hills chihuahua <laughs> two and beverly hills chihuahua three we're going to group that together with Free Willy 2 and Free Willy 3 for Children's Sequels Month coming soon on the Oz Network. I, I often would think Free Willy 2 and Free Willy 3 would also group in with group sex. So, you know, yeah, we could have them either, either either. <laughs> How um, did they make three anyway, Beverly Hills Chihuahua movies? Like, stop at one. Like, <laughs> literally, that meeting just stopped at, so I've got this movie, it's about a chihuahua, and it's from Bill, like, stop, get out. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow they got three movies out of it. I mean, they've stopped at one emoji movie so far, so good, right? <laughs> I'm still, well, name a movie we're waiting for a sequel for, and yet we've got three Beverly Hills yeah. Chihuahuas. <laughs> what? We have two kindergarten cops. I, I mean, only do. one with Schwarzenegger, but there's two of them. How do we not have three Kill Fields, yet we have three Beverly Hills Chihuahuas? Yeah. And where's Free Willy 4 or 5 or whatever up to? <laughs> Free Willy Bindi Irwin sequel. <laughs> Uh, but this kid here, it's still kind of a fun scene where he's saying, you know, uh, my mom's a teacher at the school and she's better than you are. That's great. <laughs> and <laughs> my piano instructor or whatever, she's better than you too. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and my t-ball coach, he runs through like, okay, is there anybody you know who's not better than me? <laughs> I don't know that many people. <laughs> sort of leaves it. I love that um, scene. <laughs> he goes and he collapses on the bed in the hotel room and uh, Phoebe's getting much better. To, what happened to you? The horrible. <laughs> Who? The kids. <laughs> it's a great reaction from him. Um, but uh, he, he says, you take over tomorrow. And she gives, no, we'll blow our cover. As if she couldn't say, listen, do you want him to come back tomorrow or me? The school knows they're cops. They're not blowing a cover to have another substitute teacher show up when the first one had a nervous breakdown outside the school. Yeah. Okay? You've got a pretty good cover for him walking away. He he has to go to the school, unfortunately. And we see all the single moms club outside, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the teacher. Oh, I just don't think it's right to have a male teacher. <laughs> They're from Oregon, and, uh, Colin, not oh, Wyoming. Yeah. Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Wyoming single mothers in Oregon in 1990. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I love this. Well, he has to be gay. A male <laughs> kindergarten teacher has to be gay. And then all of a sudden you see Schwarzenegger walking off with his rippling muscles. Mommy, there he is. And I was like, is that your teacher? And then she turns around. Whoa, what's going on? I, like, I don't have any makeup on. I was like, so it's like, so you're married. You're allowed to look like a slob. <laughs> uh, and then later when he's in the class, we get this follow up again. It's the same little boy. Like, Mr. Kimball, are you married? No. And then it's like, he's not married. Mom. <laughs> I don't um, understand, though, on a, not really a tangent, but 
this whole plot line about him having a ex and a kid, like, mm-hmm. is this meant to humanise him because he feels bad that he's a bad dad? I mean, it, I kind of get it, but is, is there any purpose to that storyline? I think it's just to show that, like, he he knows something about kids, but obviously he's a strange, like, I think the idea is you, you have the scene where he's he's missing having children. So that's why he would take this job on because we get the scene with the storybook later on and his son's like 13. So he's never had to relate to him. So he has maybe it's just to show that he has some experience with children, although that doesn't make it funnier. I think it's probably just, you know, a nice little character trait. But, yeah, you could do without it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it really brings so much to it, maybe. And also to yeah. one thing. Is this the first time, and this is definitely the first one that we've covered on the Oz Network, but an Arnie movie where he's not already married and not having relationship issues? Like, literally every Arnie movie, like, he's never really had a love interest, if you know what I mean. Like, he's already in a relationship. Because I was thinking about this, like, Mm -hmm. True Lies, obviously, what's that about? It's him and Jamie Lee Curtis, Jingle All the Way, him and Mrs. Hanks, The Sixth Day, you know, all these sort of movies. He's already married. So this is the first time, at least, that we've covered a movie where Arnie's kind of you know, fallen for a girl and will he end up with her at the end? So mm-hmm. that's kind of a bit of an odd thing that I've known he noticed this time around. He's now officially a romantic leading man. Yeah. He's a romantic <laughs> comedy on. coming soon, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, this would have been better if they cast Rene Russo yes. as Joyce, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, Come on. We're also introduced to the first swerve here as they're trying to convince the audience that the little boy might be somebody else other than the kid you just clearly introduced. Um, Sylvester's mom here. So one of the single moms club is clearly hitting on him. And, um, she's saying, you know, I'm, I'm worried about my son, Sylvester or whatever. And, uh, you called him Sylvester. What do you have? A sibling called Tweety? Yeah, exactly. Sylvester. Sylvester. (laughs) So fancy. I mean, ask Stallone, but he's smart enough to go by Sly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there, there's the other kid that, that they're going to get to later on, Zach, who they they want the audience to believe is the kid. But here I think they're trying to make you question, well, is this the mom? Because she seems like somebody who would steal $3 million and run away from a drug addict or drug dealer or whatever. Uh, but the scene really is just, you know, trying to set that up. But they they have the gag in here about, you know, he's been playing with a lot of dolls lately. But I can help you with that. He uses the dolls to look up girls' skirts. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, that's comforting. I did that. <laughs> I used to steal my sister's Barbies and I undressed them. You're every inappropriate child in this movie. I really, like, legitimately did. Like, my parents would always joke, like, oh, Ben played with Barbies more than Lindsay. And I'm like, yeah, because they used to take their clothes off and look at their boobs. (laughs) You're fondling. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a reason behind it. Uh, well, we get him doing proper detective work now, better than who's from Astoria, who's from outside Astoria. Uh, so he plays the game with them. Uh, it's like, we are going to play a game. Who is my daddy and what does he do? <laughs> oh, God, it's just these lines. It shouldn't be funny, but they're sober. <laughs> who's your daddy and what does he do? And what does he do? <laughs> uh, but the game is supposed to be the kids say, my dad does this for a living. He's trying to find out just it's it's quite clever that a cop would actually do this. You know, oh, if you don't have a dad or your dad's divorced or he doesn't live here, I'm going to find out very quickly. Find out who the, the kids are with, you know, a uh, single mother or whatever. Uh, but you get kids. Is your dad a basketball player? He's big. I bet he's a wrestler. No, no, no. Who's my daddy? Who is your daddy? <laughs> and this is the most famous 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, maybe outside of I'll be back. Yeah. The most famous line Schwarzenegger ever had where he's rubbing his head. What's wrong? I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. I love that he actually repeats. Most people just do that. It's not a tumor. But he repeats it multiple times. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> how are we like, okay, in all fairness, I'll be back on paper. How is that going to be one of the most iconic one-liners in history? Yeah. How is it's not a tumor? Like it's not so, a tumor. so famous. Like it's just it's just such a throwaway line. It's just it's so crazy that this is an iconic movie line. Yeah. I mean, it's partly the accent. I think it's also just the way this is why I said I don't think the comedy was ever geared towards kids because they're having kids say things that are I had no idea what a tumor was. I yeah. guarantee I was asking when this movie came out, what's a tumor? You know? But it, it's 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 just the setup of the joke that this kid is asking about a tumor and that he has to defend himself. It's not a tumor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the most famous line outside of I'll be back he's ever had. Uh, these kids here, though, this is where the kids highlight for the whole movie here. Uh, as they're explaining who the daddy is and what he does. Uh, you get the one saying it's like, uh, my dad is, you know, whatever. And my mom hopes that he'll die real soon. <laughs> My dad just watches TV all day. And then the little girl, <laughs> Miss uh, uh, Beethoven girl here, uh, can't get her pants off. Uh, my dad um, works on a computer. <laughs> and Ar- you hear Arnold constantly. It's the, the shot is on the girl the whole time. You hear him constantly in the background. Uh-huh. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And he's the boss of his own company. Oh. And, uh. And he has a mustache and a beard. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he doesn't have a lot of hair on his head. And his head is so big that he can't really wear any hats. <laughs> this little girl, like, what's so good about her is that she's almost, like, it's almost like she is struggles to act. Like, you can kind of see, like, she's... She's not acting. She's just, I, I feel they would have had a lot of trouble to get stuff out of her, but she's good, if that makes sense. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of, she seems to struggle, but it's it's natural at the same time. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but she's she's mm-hmm. good in what she does because she's just very believable. It's, it's just, she's just yeah, a exactly. natural child. Well, and and I think that's partly the smart decision Ivor Reitman made. Like, what makes it so funny is that they don't cut away from the girl. These other kids, you know, deliver the line and cut away. Well, with her... The fact that she's stumbling on her words a little bit seems more natural. And the way that she delivers it is so sincere. Like, when he can't wear any hats. <laughs> reverence for her father and then mocking him at the same time. Like, yeah, she's so good in this movie. Uh, and we cut to uh, th- this is the lunch part here. This was yeah, this might be my, my favorite line. <laughs> this might be the one I was talking about. Did you eat all these lunches? And the kid's like, yes. Why? Stop it. <laughs> And the kid just spits it out all over him. Which, by the way, I remember noticing this even as a kid. That was obviously a deleted scene from his first day because he's wearing the wardrobe he wore the previous day and then he's flipping back and forth. But just this this fat kid eating the lunches. Did you eat all these lunches? Why? Stop it! <laughs> delivery of his line. This is exactly just a, why? Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. It's not even funny. Because, <laughs> like, this is, again, the brilliance of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's just so good. Like, it's just so natural the way he's just, like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I just remembered what the line is. It's coming up too, but uh, yeah. No, I'm just more noticing than it too. I've never noticed that with the wardrobe. You're right. Like he goes yeah, from wearing yeah. a white shirt straight back to his maroon <laughs> shirt. It's not even subtle. It's Yeah, it's the previous day's wardrobe, a day late here. Obviously a, a scene that was reshuffled. But That's Kill yeah, Phil I mean, style of continuity there, <laughs> Ivan Reitman. What is your problem? Um... But, uh, yeah, no, the, the, this kid would be my kid, too. This was Casper. I, <laughs> uh, what's he'll just Casper? Help what's to happened a, to him? <laughs> well, he's not at daycare right now. He's stuck at home, no, sadly. He's, but, he's, uh, <laughs> he's gone somewhere. He's, you know, he's on vacation. Well, this morning, um, he woke up. He invited himself out of his room, woke me up at 6 in the morning, uh, told me he was hungry and pulled out a chocolate Easter bunny that he had left over from Easter. I said, <laughs> no, we're not having chocolate for breakfast. I'm in the fridge looking for, what do you want? Do you want an apple? Do you want this? And I turn around and I don't see him anymore. I see him on the couch and he's unwrapped one of those chocolate Cadbury eggs himself. <laughs> and he's taking a bite out of me with a mouthful. Egg! <laughs> okay. <laughs> you are the kid eating everybody's lunches. <laughs> and, and, and does he reply with, I'm disobeying you. I'm disobeying <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. You're like, Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Love, um, I can't wait for uh, for Casper to be old enough to listen to these shows. And Dad, why did you bag me out so much when I was a kid? I can't wait for him to get to the episode when he's three weeks old and Jamie plopped him in my lap and he farted on the air. <laughs> or die another day when Madonna's playing. Crying the whole episode and us going and putting a microphone in his face, mocking him. Oh. Uh, Casper Hilding, the true uh, star of the Oz Network. Oh, we should also mention we get the little girl, um, uh, my, my, the, the twins, I think. It's like, our mom says that our dad is a real sex machine and Schwarzenegger's expression, priceless. Uh, my dad's a gynecologist. He looks at vaginas all day long. <laughs> and this is where we get introduced to Zach, the boy who won't speak, who is just off by himself. All the other kids are making fun of him, calling him a poo-poo head <laughs> and a cock-a-poo-poo. <laughs> Vicious. My nickname. Um, <laughs> that's that's what we call you. That's uh, on our poo -poo. website. Let's can we update the website and say show hosted by Kakapupu Waterworks? <laughs> no, because that's that's offensive. You know, you don't say the c word online. <laughs> Kaka, Kaka, Kakapupu. Uh, but yeah, this is the setup now. Oh, this little boy must be the one, and he's even. Did your daddy teach you to play this game? <laughs> he's so awkward. It's great. Stop and then the it. fire alarm goes off. It's a fire alarm! Fire! <laughs> He's panicking. All the other kids firing, filing out in an orderly fashion. Um, he, all the kids are coming out. He's doing the suitcase carry. Are you familiar with the suitcase carry? I have no clue about the suitcase carry. So if you don't want to pick up a kid, we do this with the twins because often you're carrying two of them. Uh, instead of picking them up and holding them, because that can be very difficult to do when you got two of them, you grab them by their clothes. Like, let's say their onesie or, you know, their shirt, their pants. You grab them by their clothes and you basically dangle them like the, their clothes is a suitcase angle. It's a suitcase carry. So he's carrying kids out by their clothes here in the suitcase carry, which is great. And can I just say, uh, it's not his fault that he doesn't get outside in time. Like, he's been a substitute for two days. Was he told this in, like, health and safety yeah. beforehand? Like, every school would exactly. have a certain policy and what really bothers me here this is when mrs schlowski is going to get the dennis quaid treatment for not <laughs> not showing your work or whatever but she 
has all these kids filed outside and it's literally only 10 seconds later the kindergarten kids come out. Now they are more rambunctious than the others, but she's like, the kindergarten uh, kids, you should be ashamed of yourself. Four minutes. The other kids finished 10 seconds earlier. And they're kindergarten like, kids. Like, these are, what, five-year-olds? Like, not 13-year-olds who are going to listen to you slightly. Like, these are kids that are eating everyone's lunches and saying about mm. penises and vaginas and their dad's a sex yeah. machine. And they're they're yeah, going to exactly. be, like, going out there and being all... I mean, I don't even listen to people and I'm 33. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to suitcase carry you. It didn't end well. Good luck. <laughs> uh, but anyways... That's pretty much the end of the second school day. Uh, his sis- sister, and now we're going to be introduced to Ursula, the sister, uh, is... Um, <laughs> I love her uh, accent. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Somehow it's more... Ble- well, we were just covering last week, the 2012, how the peop- the guy who was actually from the Russian region did a way more over-the-top cartoony-sounding accent than the French actress, French-American actress, who sounded completely Russian. Pamela Reed sounds better at her Austrian than Schwarzenegger does. Like, I believe it with her. <laughs> and can I just point um, out, random little uh, trivia fact, her character's name is Phoebe. She calls herself Ursula. Anyone who watches Friends would know that Phoebe has a twin sister called Ursula. Ah, where do you think they got that from? They got it from Kindergarten Cop, clearly. <laughs> Look at this. This is the most influential movie of the 90s. It is. It really We're is. We're calling it now. Who is your daddy? Uh, Kindergarten Cop. What does he do? Uh, anyways, so... She's now gotten her appetite back. They meet up with uh, Joyce and little Dominic Cullen Jr. uh, (laughs) at the restaurant, but they don't know that yet. And, uh, you know, saying, oh, do you want to join us for dinner? And Ursula, of course, is like, yes, I am Ursula, his sister. (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing it in deep voice. I am Ursula, his sister. (laughs) Anyways, but it really makes me question Schwarzenegger when he's he's so dedicated to figuring out who this is. He's identified already that this is one of the kids who did not answer who is my daddy and what does he do? So he knows this is one of the potential kids. The mother has just asked you to dinner and he's like, no, no, we have plans. And she has to talk him into it? Like, doesn't really make sense. Uh, it's basically just a get to know you dinner. Um, Phoebe orders everything on the menu. <laughs> Um, he tells a little bit of his story combined with her story. This is where he says, I coached an all girls basketball team. <laughs> um, I love the moment with the, the waitress when Phoebe's ordering, Ursula is ordering. It's like, I want this and this and this. And then she, she pats the woman and says, Ooh, good arms. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, after dinner, uh, she's basically saying, Hey, you know, I, I think, I think you got some in there. And he's like, I am not interested in this woman, except that she works at the school <laughs> and is potentially one of the three suspects you've identified as being the wife of the murderer or whatever. But anyways, this is this, the, the line I was talking about, which I'm sure I've quoted many, many times. Um, when he's finally shot down, no, I'm not interested in dating this woman. Uh, he collapses on the bench almost randomly. And then she's like, what's wrong? She goes, they're pushing me around. She goes, who? The kids. <laughs> he's having another meltdown here. And he's basically saying, you're the one who should be reading stories about bears who go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. Why that's always so funny to me. You're the one who should be reading stories about bears who go shopping. <laughs> I think the, the way you accentuate the bears. Bears who go shopping. <laughs> I, I I would say that all the time. Anytime I was watching children, like before I had children, I would just, you're the one who'd be reading stories about bears who go shopping. Wait, wait, wait. Can we just back up for a little bit there? You you used to watch children before you had children? Like, 
watches in like babysit, you know? Oh, right. I have Not a different. Watch. I got my binoculars out <laughs> on the playground, play structures. I have a different perception of that, clearly. <laughs> well, your mind would go there. <laughs> I totally watch children like you said. <laughs> yep, that's me. Um, I'm not watching any right now. <laughs> As we hear your desk drawer boom. <laughs> shit, what was that? Shit, nothing. Nothing. Shit, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Put the binoculars away. <laughs> oh, just like Kindergarten Cop, we're much darker than you expected. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> So these stories about bears who go shopping. Stop it. <laughs> Anyways, it all amounts to the pep talk of no fear, no fear, and we'll we'll sort of stop it there before he gets into uh, before he gets into kindergarten teacher mode. Which this? So do they not say that he's only meant to be here for a couple of days? Right? Like it's yeah. They thought this would take a few days, but it takes a lot longer than that, right? Uh, <laughs> Because I swear he's here for like a week or two. Yeah, well, we got a montage coming up, which has to be multiple days. Yeah, so, and and this is the thing about the tone of this movie. Like, you know, it kind of starts off all dark, like, oh, they've got to catch ponytail killer guy. And then now, essentially, it's turned into Arnie as a teacher, and then it's going to go dark again. But again, it it, it weirdly works. Um, I, I see what they do with kind of these red herrings of the different single mums and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I think it's kind of obvious that it's, Whatever other woman's name is, Amanda Pete, nearly woman. Joyce. Joyce, thank you. Um, is he got, has he got the whistle out yet, or is that just about to be in the montage That's section? That's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I do also love that, like when they're out in the courtyard after the the fire drill, this weird sort of like eye flirting that he does with Pamela, yeah. whatever her name is. Pamela, um, now she's Pamela. <laughs> give her a new name in every scene. What was, wasn't there a Pamela in a movie we did recently? Uh, well, there's Pamela Reed. Uh, we've identified <laughs> in this. <laughs> I don't pay attention. I was too busy with my binoculars, clearly. Um, I, yeah. do, I, do, I do like it when they go to the restaurant and she's all like, oh, I'm his sister. And then he's like, what do you mean you're my sister? You're meant to be my wife. And it's like, you know, like, oh, I totally, you know, see that you're into this woman. Like, just basically being his wingman. This is why she's awesome. Like, she's just yeah. such a great. And, like, this is the thing. We're randomly going to find out she's engaged soon um, mm-hmm. to a chef, of course. But I do love it when basically she starts eating again here. And she's, yeah, like, ordering everything off the thing. And I love it when she, you see her with the, is it apple pie or something like that? And she's just, like, mm. giving it this, like, is almost romantic look to it. <laughs> It's but so then the, funny. Uh, I thought you were gonna get the part where she. I forgot that where she. She's eating. She bursts. Oh, yeah. Me. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, that definitely was not the line I was thinking you were gonna be like. You know, <laughs> reading about bears. <laughs> bears who go shopping. <laughs> and the poo poo headline cock. And like, this is the thing. Like, <laughs> it is such a random moment where it's kind of like we're gonna give you a couple of red herrings. We've got random woman who you assume is going to steal the money. Then you've got poor old woman who's getting abused and the little kids get... That's dark. That's like really yeah. dark stuff that this poor kid is getting bashed. The mum's getting mm-hmm. bashed. And all that we're going to have in this resolution of this storyline is the fact that Arnie's got to punch him in front of other kids and <laughs> going to get mm-hmm. away with it. Okay? Um, Oregon, <laughs> clearly in 1990, was very lax on the these laws of violence in front I mean- of children. Could be worse. It could be in Minnesota. 
<laughs> this episode is so dated. Uh, oh, we're so sorry, everybody. <laughs> we're not. It's it's a terrible situation. But I mean, I was in Minnesota like two months ago. It's not my fault. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's not your fault. You were there. Or? Everywhere I go, or everything I talk about, apparently people die and <laughs> things happen. So apparently, it's my I, fault. No, I just. I love that is like when you go to the state side, welcome to Minnesota. It's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the Winnipeg side of the Simpsons. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we live here. What's your excuse? What's uh, your and, excuse? And also, yeah. I like Minneapolis. I like Minnesota. Um, oh, I, great. Yeah. Great, great state, great city. It's it's fantastic. So it is it is very sad what's happening there. But um I don't know why we're talking about this. This is getting a bit serious and a bit. We're, we're, we're in a dark comedic episode, just like yeah. Kindergarten Cop. So that's apparently how it's connected. I don't know if I have a whole lot to add. This is the thing about this movie. Like a week ago, we we're like, oh, 2012, it's so stupid. Uh, but this, <laughs> this movie is just, it's there. It's its entertaining. There's It's not like there's anything bad with it. It's just kind of fun. And it's it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I mean, God, is is there a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger movie besides Terminator Dark Fate, I guess? Uh well, Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> True. Yeah, no, there's the odd one, but um uh, nothing else to add on this? Uh no, I don't. I really don't. I I do uh I again a story, the, the scenery. I love it when they kind of show that bridge that's kind of over the town and sort of the you know, it's just it really legitimately looks like a nice town. I, I will go there at some point when we're allowed to travel and stuff again, and uh I will I will do a video in the same style as you did for Thunderball and that when you went on your honeymoon mm. <laughs> and I will stand in front of the bridge and like this is the bridge that they filmed in Kid Cut and Cop. And I will stand somewhere at the school and just, you know, shut up, shut up, oh. shut up. I will Can find that bench and I will go, you should be the one telling stories about bears. I was going to say, let's find the Berenstain Bears Go Shopping and have you read it on that bench. <laughs> Done. That's our, that's our new goal. We will, we will find out how we can do that and we will do that for our listener. Our single listener. Our yes. single listener. And if they're single as well, then that's kind of ironic. <laughs> and if you are single and you're a woman, let us point you towards Noah Grove. <laughs> Still looking for a date. Because he hasn't been rejected this week. So <laughs> he's due. Um, I found something really fun here. So I was saying at the beginning, the song in the club, uh, that it might have been a made up song just because of how absurd the lyrics are. Uh, It's a real song from a real band. The song's called The Party Starts Now. The band's name is Manitoba's Wild Kingdom. (laughs) That's where death metal comes from. Manitoba. Manitoba. The funny thing is this band's from New York City, and they decided to call themselves Manitoba's Wild Kingdom. I mean, I'm from Manitoba, proudly from Manitoba, but let's be honest, Manitoba is almost the Wyoming of Canada. (laughs) Saskatchewan is the... Well, Saskatchewan's the Wyoming. We're like, what was that other one we Wisconsin. confused it with last week? Or the Wisconsin, okay? So Saskatchewan's the Wyoming. We're the Wisconsin. Manitoba's Wild Kingdom. Here are the full lyrics of this song. Stop that whining because you had a bad day. If you lost some weight, you might get laid. Can't take living go, nine Noah. to five. 
<laughs> can't take living nine to five. Can't find a reason to come alive. Come on, baby. Let me show you how. Come on, baby. The party starts now. <laughs> so you spent your money, but you're unfulfilled. Tell me what's so funny about the thrills that kill. Can't take living nine to five. Can't find a reason to come alive. Come on, baby. Let me show you how. Come on, baby. The party starts now. And et cetera, et cetera. I feel like you need Manitoba's to do it like wild kick- in, in heavy metal style. Like, come on, baby. Don't go wild. Where's Forsaken to do this? He's too yes. busy recording music for porn right now. Come on, Billy. <laughs> you know, we could get in touch with them and say, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of Manitoba's Wild Kingdom, but can you do a cover <laughs> song for us, please? Just so we don't get sued <laughs> for having this song on the episode. He, he, Real might be song. Like, he might be like, hey, they're my they're my number one influence. I love Manitoba's yeah, exactly. Magic Kingdom or whatever it's called. Like Jeez. Albums that influenced you. Manitoba's Wild Kingdom. The party starts now. <laughs> I just want to hear some of their other songs like, We're a pig. We're a pig. We lost the Jets, but we got them back. We're a pig. What possessed them to call themselves Manitoba's <laughs> Wild Kingdom, though? Where, what is the Wild Kingdom of Manitoba? Is it the Museum of Human Rights or whatever it's called? <laughs> I mean, we got a zoo. Maybe it's the zoo. <laughs> We've got a zoo. Manitoba's got a zoo. Yeah. Had the Canada oh. Games. Had the Pan Packs or whatever the hell they were called. Yeah. What? The, the, the Pan Fracks? What? Pan, pan, what are they? Pan Am? Pan Packs? Pan Am Games, yeah. Pan Am? Pan, Had those pan games pack. that Ben doesn't know the name of. Yeah. Um, Blue Bombers yeah. won the cup last year. Yeah. My throat hurts. Stop me. Stop me. Stop me from doing this. How, how does the singer of Manitoba's Wild Kingdom do it? <laughs> I have no idea how any of these heavy metal singers, like, have a voice after singing a song, let alone, like, a whole album's worth. Good on them. They must drink a lot of honey. You know, sadly, I found their album, which was called And You, with a question mark, <laughs> from 1990. Um <laughs> None of the lyrics are available online except for this party starts now, but other songs include Haircut and Attitude, oh. New York. DWI, I Want You Tonight, Fired Up, The Perfect High, Had It Coming, Prototype, and Speedball. Oh, oh classics. Absolute classics. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of them. This guy's hairstyle, um, he kind of looks like Red Foo from LMFAO. So maybe that's where he got the uh, inspiration from for Party Rock Anthem was from Manitoba's you Wild Kingdom. Again, this movie being so influential in future things. I also think that if Cullen had had this instead of his pony knob, maybe we wouldn't think he looked like such a douche. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stupid douche. It's like the Amanda <laughs> Pete of hairstyles. <laughs> oh, we'll never quit on Amanda Pete. Uh, <laughs> I wish she would quit. Um, <laughs> so we can get through a lot of the movie here, if not almost all of it at this point, because uh, a couple of fun scenes, but then it basically gets back into the, the plot here. Um, but Schwarzenegger's now motivated again because he uh, he was told no fear by Phoebe. So he goes in the next day and he's like, we have a fun new game. It's called <laughs> Police School. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the movie right there. Police School. Police school. <laughs> uh, but I love the rule. Like, Police School, this is maybe the best sequence of the whole movie uh, because he gives his whole drill sergeant speech here it's like you are mine now (laughs) i will not be running around wiping your little tushies (laughs) no more mr kimball i got to go i love the way he has a mocking no more mr kimball i got to go to the bathroom no more there is no bathroom (laughs) 
that's why this movie's so great because it's just little things like that that are just like, no, I'm Mr. Kimball, I got to go to the bathroom. There is no bathroom. Stop it. And then the, the highlight of, of this entire movie, the take your toy back to the carpet game. <laughs> We're going to play a game. When you hear one whistle, you will take go and you will grab a toy and you will come back to the carpet. <laughs> and then, then you're going to take the toy and put it back after this. So he d- blows the whistle. They all bring it back. But little girl Emma here <laughs> no, doesn't have to go to the bathroom, but she doesn't want to come back to the carpet. So take your toy and go back to the carpet. <laughs> I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Take your toy and go back to the carpet. <laughs> I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, all right. <laughs> this girl is the best kid in the movie. I swear. Uh, <laughs> then he does the thing. They all put the toys back and it works. And he's like, giddy. He's like, it's working. It's working. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Kimmel, Mr. Kimmel. <laughs> uh, and then we get <laughs> the, the montage, the um, reading, writing, arithmetic uh, montage. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Which we got lots of stuff. It's basically him putting the kids in line and the kids are all having fun. They're practicing fire drills. Um, he has a reading hula hoop. Story. <laughs> he has a hula hoop. He has a hula <laughs> underrated moment from this movie. I feel there needs to be a gif of Arnie with a hula hoop with this big, big smile on his face. <laughs> like this does it does not do it justice. Just talk about it. I swear, I, I we got to do a watch along of this movie so people can watch it with us. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> and then <laughs> our profile picks right now. Both of us same idea. <laughs> Old McDonald had a farm with Schwarzenegger dressed as a cowboy, hat and all, playing the banjo. Emma dancing next to him. <laughs> oh, McDonald had a farm. I love the little kid next to him. The the um yeah, with these like fingers in his uh, ears, yeah, like you know. Ears. Oh. <laughs> and then the bit afterwards, like I get another random moment. Where uh, he's like, "Who wants your milk? Who wants the milk? Get your milk." <laughs> yes, yeah, so that brings us to story time, <laughs> which I don't even remember what this book is called. But this is supposed to be like the the softening of Arnie, I guess. Because he says, I used to read this book to my child, my boy. <laughs> and then they're like, who is your son? Or it's like, uh, uh, and, and I don't even know what he says, but it's like, uh, he, he's basically saying, oh, you know, he lives with his mother. Was he bad? Did you give him away? <laughs> like, these kids are just so morbid. <laughs> he did nothing wrong. But he reads this nice little story. Yeah, as the kids are all drinking the milk. And then he has a bad dream while grading their papers at the desk. Now, you know, it's a dream because he's grading papers yeah. for kindergarten. <laughs> B, you didn't use this spelling correctly. Your argument <gasps> failed, little Jimmy. F. The correct spelling of tumor is T-O-O-O-M-O-R. Stop Puma. poisoning hamsters, Jenny. F. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the bad dream, which is very obviously a bad dream where Cullen <laughs> just sort of slides into view of the camera. Literally and he, he sliding. Is, it's like he's on yes. a skateboard and someone pushed him <laughs> yeah. slowly to the left. <laughs> And then the look Schwarzenegger gives, where it's like, no! it's, his, it's his total recall, eyes bulging. I was like, yeah, blah, blah. <laughs> but he wakes up and Joyce is there and she's inviting him to dinner. All the kids are asleep and she's even amazed he got them all to fall asleep. And then she says, you know, you've you've got like a milk mustache. Just to wipe his milk mustache off. Jamie forgot this movie. So she was watching the scene saying, did did the director not think to tell me he had a really sweaty lip? I'm like, Jamie, it's milk. Keep watching. But she was very offended by his sweaty lip here. Um, so 
he goes home at the end of the day, and this is where we meet the fiance, another star of this movie. <laughs> What's his name? Glenn. Let's give him a name here. Sure, Should Glenn works. Henry. Is he Henry? Uh, Seeing the name Henry here. I like Glenn Henry's better. Probably like, Henry's probably like one of the kids in here. <laughs> so Phoebe's having sex with Henry right now. <laughs> wow, this movie really took a dark turn. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, let's call let's call him Henry. That's what it is. But um, he walks in and they're having sex with a gun. Uh, they're freaking out. Um, she explains that this is her fiance. This guy's great too. <laughs> he's, he's a chef, of he's, course. He's a chef. The chef, dad, and he's like, oh, "Of course, you're marrying a chef." <laughs> uh, but he's covering himself with a pillow, trying to shake his hand. Excuses over the bathroom and comes out with Phoebe's tiny little pink bathrobe on, <laughs> just lounging on the bed. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Um, he leaves them be. Uh, they have more sex, <laughs> which I don't understand. Like when, like, because he walks in, and this is probably not a question to ask you because you know nothing about sex. But like, as he walks in, <laughs> we hear like this, uh, 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 and then when he walks in, he's like. On the ground, like before he even gets caught, like how this is like the room levels of having sex. Do they not know like where things go or is this just how Phoebe and Glenn like it? She's just like, I want you to do it to the bed post yeah. right now. Right. I'm watching you. <laughs> Let me watch you do the There's bed. A, have you ever heard of a show? I, I have this new app. I mentioned it to you the other day, Ben, uh, called BritBox. That's yes. basically like the major networks. There's a show with James Corden called Gavin and Stacey. Have you ever yeah. seen it? I've, I've, oh. not, I've never seen it, but I heard of it because I knew that's where he came from before he hit okay. big in the States. Yeah. Yeah. So we were watching um, that show last night and there's a scene where James Corden has sex with another character. And he's basically Ew. talking to his friend saying, you know, uh, you know, is this normal? She she stuck things. And then he's he's implying that it's like put them in there. It's like, can you just, you know find out if your girl did the same thing because i need to know if this is just her or if this is a welsh thing <laughs> well i just i just i got lost in the image of james corden having sex um that's just <laughs> i like james corden but i it's just don't disturbing. yeah like he's a hand emoji i mean that you know yeah 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 <laughs> uh but yeah it's yeah the, people do weird things uh maybe like it's have sex with james corden <laughs> have sex with James Corden, yeah. Or do it to the bedpost, who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Much rather a bedpost, have to be honest. Would you rather a bedpost than James Corden? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we all would, wouldn't we? Like, if, if right now somebody stood in front of you and goes, Colin, you have to have sex with one of the two following things, a bedpost <laughs> or James bed Corden. <laughs> yes, I'm taking the bedpost. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, so the next day at school, we're still suspecting that Zach, the mute boy who during the last montage uh kimball started to win over that he's gonna be the boy uh so he goes out to try to talk to the mother and the mother keeps trying to avoid him so she's eventually fessing up it's like oh i know what you you know uh want to talk to me about you've seen the bruises on him and now you realize this was you know all red herring it's not him all along but the, the father's been taking counseling and it'll never happen again and he just says if it happens i'll press charges that might come up later in the movie no um, cullen <laughs> we have to say if it was if it's always Dennis Quaid now it has to be Cullen, Cullen. the whole movie Cullen's mom uh, decides he wants to pay off somebody who's selling heroin to the girlfriend who's a witness she ODs um, when Kimball goes to Joyce's house for dinner uh, first Phoebe decides that he needs to take wine and flowers because otherwise she'll think it's not a date it's not a date <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when he shows up there uh, he's commenting about how fancy her house is. Hmm, I wonder if she has the $3 million that was stolen from the villain. 
but uh, she's saying, oh, you know, it's not my house. A friend loaned it to us. Just take care of it. Uh, he's going to start a fire, <laughs> not just because he's a pyromaniac, because she asked him to. I'm going to burn your house down. <laughs> safely. Uh, but um, uh, what's his name? Dominic wants to show him uh, his fort where the firewood's <laughs> kept. And there he's got a little laser he built. And he's, like, and he's pointing out a tower. I wonder if that'll come up later in the movie. He wants to attach the lasers on to protect him from the bad people. Uh, Kimball now is suspicious of Joyce. Uh, it's not Zach. It could be Dominic who's the kid. He's looking around her underwear drawer, and he's, he's looking through every drawer. When he gets the underwear drawer, he actually takes it out and starts fondling it a little. Uh, but um, Dominic walks in and is like, what are you doing in there? It's like, this place is so big, I cannot find the bathroom. Which <laughs> is literally like, oh, in the closet in the yeah, bedroom. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, we don't go in there. <laughs> Casper might, but that's another story. Uh, <laughs> Off-air talk. <laughs> Anyways. So after dinner, when Dominic's asleep, uh, she starts confiding him a little bit about her ex. Uh, the ex is bad. The ex is bad people. That's who Dominic was talking about. Now he's going to be suspicious of her. Uh, we'll quickly cover the, the the next scene here, I guess. Uh, they're doing a rehearsal for, I don't know if this is supposed to be President's Day or something, but they're doing the Gettysburg Address, which, hey, we're going to be covering another version of the Gettysburg Address in a couple months if we get to Bill and Ted, if it doesn't get delayed, <laughs> uh, which is what I always associated the Gettysburg Address with because I love Bill and Ted. Uh, and uh, the kids are giving the line, you know, four scores seven years ago. And it's like, did Lincoln have four fathers? And no, he did not. <laughs> four fathers did he have four mothers <laughs> actually he had two mothers and then the one kid which i never noticed until now as many times I've seen this movie never noticed so, did the first one die i was like yes i knew it i didn't realize this is the same kid from earlier who's like everybody dies you know <laughs> that death. kid's a serial killer growing up yeah exactly this is ted bundy yeah <laughs> He's that's my old jenny he was the one behind it jenny didn't even do it he's yeah. framing jenny he's framing this jenny kid. he is this kid is the, <laughs> jenny, the mastermind I, Hashtag Jenny was framed. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Jenny lives matter. (laughs) Um, So they interrupt their thing here because Phoebe comes in. Uh, She's saying she's done her research and just based on how Joyce is living, she doesn't have money. She may very well just have been gifted the house. She doesn't live like somebody who has $3 million, so it's probably not her. Um, We get a scene with Zach coming in and He's got another bruise, so Kimball goes out, and uh, he confronts the mom, who's basically trying to say, oh, I fell down the stairs. Oh, you all say he fell down the stairs to Kimball. <laughs> I was wiping his little tushy, he fell down the stairs. Stop <laughs> it. Pushes, pushes right past her to the dad, uh, decides he, he wants to punch the dad in the stomach. Um, all the kids are out looking. Mrs. Schlowski's out looking, decides because they're looking, he won't do anything. He says he's pressing charges. Mrs. Schlowski, you think is scolding him because he's broken the rules and she's now researched and found out he's not a teacher, but she's not scolding him. She's basically saying, you know, I didn't think that using a ferret was a good, you know, pet for a class, but the kids liked it. I didn't think a police whistle was good. And he's like, it was all I could think of. And he's like, Let me finish. <laughs> Very firm with him. But this, like, this is what I love about the movie. You have these two tiny women, Phoebe and Mrs. Schlowski who like are bossing Schwarzenegger around the whole movie and he just takes it. I love that. Yeah. Um, 
But then she's like, oh, it worked. I don't know what kind of policeman you are, but you're a very good teacher. And then she just decides to, you know, tell me what it was like to hit him. And then it felt wonderful. And then she's like, I knew it. And then he just leaves. And she does this great little, like, fake mime punch. <laughs> Which is going to be more of that coming up later on. Elliot Kava. We'll cap it there for now. Um... Yeah, I mean, again, as I've said so many times in this movie, there's not a whole lot to add because, again, it's not like there's bad stuff or anything that you got to criticise or anything extra that I want to, you know, really go into. I do love Arnie's, like, sweater thing that he's wearing, the black thing with the like, the triangle. Like, I don't know what you guys call it. It looks very much like yeah. a crick, like a, a sort of a jumper sweater thing you'd wear in game cricket. Um, is it, is V-neck would yeah, be a like, word. Yeah, like the woolen V-neck sort of jumper yeah. style thing in the montage. It's kind of funny. But, yeah, I just him playing the little ukulele is hilarious. <laughs> um, and just, I don't know why, there's just so many little rarities. Like the little bit with the milk is just so funny. Like, get your milk, get your milk. Um, and the whole hoop gift. Like, I just, I want that to be like a permanent gift right now. Just like him constantly going, wee. <laughs> and this is this is what's so great about Arnie. Like he just has so much fun. You just see him like having so much fun in this role. And I I think I mentioned before about how he said this is his favorite role. But I read a lot of the reason why he took this because I think he just had his first child like a year before this. So he kind of wanted to have some experience around kids, I guess. And you know he seemed to really relish the role and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean he's just so suited. He's an everyman, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He really is. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's why he plays sheriffs and firemen yep, and everything. Yep. You know, he's uh, <laughs> he really has a diverse repertoire of acting credits to his name. Um, yeah, the fiancé guy is funny in the pink little dressing gown <laughs> bit. Um, kind of pointless in a way, though, why we all of a sudden have to introduce this guy, but sure. Uh, he's still fun, though. Uh, yeah, the, the whole abuse storyline is just... It's just there. Does, that, does the woman... Not remind you of Kim Spradlin, or is that just me? Which which woman? The one the, who's the getting mother? abused. Yeah, the mother. No, not really. Maybe it's just me. It's Maybe just I just you. I was just having a Kim you. day. Yeah. All right. Cool. Hi, <laughs> Kim. If you're listening, I'm sure you're a big fan of Kindergarten Cop, and we've been waiting for the Oz Network to do this for a long time. Um, did you notice on uh, the kid's bed? There's two Ghostbuster pillows. I'm guessing. No, that, I didn't. Guessing that's a little, uh, you know, callback there I for remember. Ivan. Just uh, you know, hey, look, I did this movie. Um, yeah, when he's like going through the drawers of that, he's not even subtle. This kid is just dumb. Just like, oh, yeah. where are you going? I just want Arnie to all of a sudden like zip up. Oh, sorry, was this not the bathroom? And he's just like pissed on the floor or something like that. I don't. This whole three million dollar thing, right? When we find hmm. out that spoiler alert, she's the woman of creepy ponytail guy. What happened to the three million dollars? Do we ever find out about that? We do, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, she never had it. Basically, he made that story up. I think she says he made up that story so that all of you know his people would be working extra hard to hunt me down because they'd want the reward. Oh, okay, clearly I missed. I was ignoring that because I, I know the bit where like she's like, oh, it was never about the money; it was about the boy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it also Sylvester's mum comes in with like all this like ponies oh, yeah. and like I'm pony. rich. <laughs> You know, yeah. so you automatically think, oh, it must be her. She's about mm-hmm. as... Which they don't follow up on that either. I mean, they they just finished a scene. It, talk about a bit of a fault with the story. They just finished a scene where they're making you suspect it is Joyce. And then they throw out a scene there where you're saying, well, it can't be her because there's no money. And then they have a rich woman come in and they never follow up on it. You think that they'd, again, be like, well, maybe it is her. She's got money. Look at her. 
Yeah, I mean, I get, again, we get what they're trying to do. You don't want it to be so super obvious straight away. But uh, I, I think that's maybe the one thing that's handled the worst in this movie is kind of trying to mm-hmm. throw you off the scent with these two other women. It's done so poorly. So, yeah. Um, can I just say, this poor little kid who's getting abused, right, when he pulls his, like, sweater away from his neck and you see this bruise, that kid is, what, like six, seven years old? He has one bloody hairy neck. Like, he is... <laughs> He's hit puberty, I think, at the age of six. Like, this guy's got back hair. Uh, I know that's not the part I'm meant to be looking at, but holy crap, he's got a hairy neck. Uh, And I also just want to say, fashion in the early 90s, late 80s, doesn't hold up well 30 years later. Uh, No. All these clothes, it's the women. Like, I'm not trying to, and the men have pretty bad clothes as well. But, like, at least when we watch things from, like, the 60s and 70s, we, you know, it's in that time period. And you're like, okay, fair enough. But, like, some of these dresses that, like, the, teacher woman's wearing it just looks so like granny-esque like was that well, height of fashion in 1990 for women in their 20s to wear yeah because like she has this blouse with a skirt pulled up to her nipples it's, yeah. it's that and, look <laughs> and i mean i mentioned before about arnie how he's got his like his pants up basically to his nipples mm-hmm. as well like i mean this was the period where you saw women in bikinis and they had like the high waisted like i get it that was the fashion yeah. at that point but Again, as I was saying, like with the man bun, we're going to be looking back at what we're wearing, wearing now in 30 years. So I'm going, holy crap, why did we wear that? Um, but it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I was three years old in 1990. I don't remember fashion. I, I probably barely wore a nappy back then. I don't know. But I still wear one today. Fun fun story. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. This is just one of those things that I'm just randomly nitpicking because there's nothing to nitpick in this movie. <laughs> wear better fashion, 1990. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the Gettysburg. I don't. I don't know anything about. I haven't seen Bill and Ted yet, so that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, and You're yeah, familiar I, though with Abraham Lincoln and the Gettysburg Address. I did sit through all twenty-seven hours of Lincoln. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis had a beard. Um, yeah, won an Oscar. Uh, yeah, I know who Abraham Lincoln is. So I'm not that dumb, but. Um, <laughs> Anyway, if yes. not, Bill and Ted's going to teach you a lot. I'm looking forward to it. It's, I hope it is going to teach me more about Lincoln than Lincoln did. It will, guaranteed. Uh, so Crisp is out of jail because Miss Heroin Addict is OD'd, um, and they have no witness. I don't know why he would immediately get released. Like, okay, you don't have a witness. He was still under arrest for something. I mean, you 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 don't just release somebody because a witness is he was dead, still identified. Yeah, exactly. He was identified and the witness was confidential. So what did his lawyer say? Hey, we heard word that your witness died. They're like, what witness? Yeah. Like they don't know this. So it's kind of weird he gets out. But, you know, you got to push the plot along here. Um, We have the fair. I guess this is the President's Day fair or something like that. The kids give their Gettysburg address, which then turns into <laughs> Mr. Kimball Appreciation Day. <laughs> and, uh, which- and random other moments, sorry. Arnie in the three-legged race in his face. Yes. And he's like limping along. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like he's got the biggest cheesy grin on his face <laughs> as he's running. <laughs> and he doesn't win. <laughs> he stumbles right at the finish line. And like, oh, and then he picks her up and carries her over the finish line. Uh, just the silly things they could get him to do. I mean, I think this was the difference because we watched Twins recently, probably only a couple weeks ago. And I think that's the difference. I mean, in Twins, he is having fun with himself and his image, you know, but he is still playing Mr. Tough Guy in that movie. Here, they're like, let's put him in the most unlikely settings. Let's have him on you know, a seesaw. Let's have him in a three-legged race. <laughs> let's have him 
you know, reading story time and playing Old MacDonald had a farm. I mean, it, it, the, and the funny thing is, even though like this is still hilarious to watch, it's it doesn't feel out of place. I think there's just no. something about his personality yeah. that this suits. And that's what's so weird because you look at him and it never should work. And this should be 30 years later now. And we're still like, oh, this is so hilarious because of how unusual it is. But but no, it, it, it fits him like he's such a likable guy. I think that's why Which- comedy works so well for him. And there, I mean, there's so many, I mean, you think about, there's often talk around when a comedic actor will do series roles and kind yeah. of, you know, how that works. But then when you have series actors do comedic roles, like, yeah, there's talk around that. But one we've talked a lot about on the show, I feel, is Chris Hemsworth as somebody who I think suits yeah. comedy a lot more. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying Arnie suits comedy more because clearly this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. The guy basically built a whole genre around him as this big, tough action star. But he is so comfortable in comedy. He just he mm. suits it so well. I mean, he's somebody who really can do so many different roles, which, again, back to our point at the very beginning of this episode, this guy's a great actor and, like, <laughs> he needs more credit for this because, yeah, you're right, he just seems so comfortable and fits in this so well. I mean, I've seen... Don't stop on my mum will shoot or whatever it is with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. I can't remember that that well, but I don't think Sylvester Stallone fits into comedy that well as much as Arnie does from memory. I mean, I could well, be wrong there. It's been a while since I've seen him in a comedy. You know, it's funny because he had a comedy that came out the same year called Oscar, which is, is such an underrated movie. And I think that movie really shows how good Stallone can be with comedy. But yeah, he tried comedy a couple times and, and sadly the movies just didn't have the audience a kindergarten cop had. But I will agree between the two of them. I mean, I, I would much rather see Schwarzenegger do something funny than Stallone, even though I think if we ever do cover Oscar on here, you, you'll, you'll be sold on Stallone's comic skills. Uh, it's just it's 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 something different with Schwarzenegger. Like it's it's impossible to put y- your finger on it. Like, what is it about this guy that is a so likable, also so intimidating, also so funny and also so good when he's doing serious stuff? He's a man for everything. Well, I mean, this is why. And here's the comparison. This is why The Rock is so great in modern times, Mm -hmm. because The Rock is kind of the modern Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's exactly the same. He's just so great. He's charismatic. The Rock can do comedy. The Rock can do series. The Rock can do all that sort of stuff. I mean, I think. The Rock is why everyone loves him so much is because basically this is what Arnie was 30 years ago because mm-hmm. the, the man could do no wrong. I mean, well, except to Maria Shriver, he kind of was banging the nanny behind her back. But, hey, <laughs> whatever. Good for him. <laughs> Not good for Maria. Sorry, Maria. I like you. You seem nice. But, um, <laughs> I'm sorry your marriage broke up. It's, it's sad. But the point is <laughs> Arnie and The Rock, uh, the same people. Yeah. They are the same person, yeah. It's like, look in the mirror. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Rock, although... Got to say, The Rock, slightly scarier because there's something with his upper body in his head that doesn't match. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Like, he's got a very... steroids. Well, it's just, it's, I don't know. There's something about The Rock that just doesn't look natural. Like, his neck and his head just don't suit his... And he's scary. I mean, I look at The Rock and love the guy, but he just, he would scare the shit out of me if he walked in this room right now. I actually think that it has a lot to do with the roles, too, because maybe because of twins in Kindergarten Cop, like... Yeah, Schwarzenegger was a big star for years. Twins came out, what, 88 or something like that? Yeah. So Conan the Barbarian of Twins, you're looking at six years of him doing very, very tough roles. But since then, I mean, he went on this run of Twins, and he was still doing action movies throughout. I mean, he had Twins, Total Recall. He had this, Terminator, right? He would flip-flop. But you had Twins. You had Kindergarten Cop. You had Junior. You had Last Action Hero. I think he just – he had so much in there where he was the fun – funny, likable guy that he doesn't feel as intimidating in a way. 
And I think that another part of that has to do with, you know, Terminator. He comes back to Terminator 2 and he's the good guy suddenly. So maybe if we had had a franchise of him being the ultimate villain all the time, it would have been a little bit different. But yeah, I'll agree with you. I mean, it's just it's just I wish I could put my finger on it. Like, I love the man. (laughs) But he isn't. And the thing is, though, like really after Jingle all the way or no, Batman and Robin, I would say. He mm-hmm. didn't really do anything comedic, really, did he? I mean, no. I guess Terminator 3 I mean, was a bit light, but, I mean, he didn't really do anything after Batman and Robin. Maybe that just kind of turned yeah. him off doing that, which is a shame because he was so good at, like, I mean, all those movies you just mentioned, even True Lies has a big, you know, comedy edge to it. Like, yeah. he, he pulls it off so well. And, you know, we talked about that during True Lies and Last Action Hero that both really weren't appreciated at the time but have gone down as huge cult favourites now. Even mm-hmm. I mean, even Jingle All The Way, say what you will about it. It is one of these movies that I think a lot of people appreciate because it is Arnie. So yeah, it's kind of a shame. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame that that was kind of it. Yeah, and it is funny well, after Jingle All the Way or Batman and Robin, those two back to back, that the movies he took were very noticeably less comedic oh, and even like so day has Six Day definitely has a lightness to it, but End of Days, I remember when that yeah. came out, people were saying this is like the most serious movie Schwarzenegger has done in Collateral 20 years. Damage. Yeah, collateral damage, another one. Um, and then, you know, when he got into the Expendables, he started having a little bit more fun and escape plan and all that. But uh, uh, he did a, z- a zombie movie with uh, Abigail Breslin, which I still haven't seen. But apparently it was a dramatic zombie movie. It wasn't like not much action or anything. And he got, again, a lot of praise for dramatic acting in that. So uh, I'm, I'm sure eventually we're, we're at 10 movies now. Before we get to 20, I'm sure we're going to cover him and Abigail Breslin zombies. I just I just need to live my life knowing that one day Arnold Schwarzenegger can be mentioned in the same sentence as Oscar Buzz. I just yes. really, like, it happened cool. with Adam Sandler recently. He was robbed. Apparently, so I haven't seen mm-hmm. the movie, but, you know, come on. Um, but I just want to hear that. One year, I, even if it's just one journalist, even, even if we start the rumour, I want to hear yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Oscar Buzz in a sentence. Well, and I'm not saying that he's ever given a performance that – legitimately deserved a best actor nomination but i think he he's one of these actors that he's good enough that it could happen you look at sylvester sloan i think it's a little bit different because he started out like his breakthrough role he was nominated for best actor you know he's also a filmmaker as well so he he kind of you know he knows good movies but for a while it was like oh stallone he was mr razzy you know and Creed comes out and he gets another Oscar nomination. So, I mean, it's not unheard of that it could happen. Let's make it happen. Come on. Kindergarten Cop 3. Yes. If Mickey <laughs> Rourke can get nominated, um, yeah. how does Schwarzenegger can get nominated? Come on. Come on. Gwyneth Paltrow has been nominated who knows how many she times. Won. She won. Yes. He could have done Shakespeare in Love. Renee Zellweger has won two Oscars. I don't know why I'm bringing her and up. I actually like Renee, Renee- Zellweger. <laughs> and Renee Russo has not even been nominated. What's wrong Reese with this world? Witherspoon has won an Oscar. In probably the same year she did Sweet Home Alabama, okay? Yes. <laughs> not right. <laughs> Kate Blanchett has won two. Okay, she's actually good you know actress, what? even though I don't like her, but whatever. <laughs> if Amanda Peet gets nominated before Arnold Schwarzenegger, we are uh, done, okay? If Amanda Peet gets nominated for an Oscar, I will start riots worse than Minneapolis. I will, <laughs> I will burn down Victoria. <laughs> won't take long but i will do it uh so um during mr kimball appreciation ceremony uh this is the second part where mrs schlowski's like rubbing her fist and smiling it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like she, it, she doesn't make it so much of a joke that's what i like about her you know uh cullen 
<laughs> Cullen, Cullen, uh, Cullen. He uh, shows up in Astoria, and he decides he wants to buy uh, a car, a little racetrack thing. Castro was playing with something similar to this the other day. That's like glow in the dark, and you can pick it apart. It has all these different colors. If you step on that, like you will bleed bad. So <laughs> I, I, I hide it when he's not playing with it. But uh, yeah, fun toy for kids, I guess. Um, the moms at the the drugstore. And this part kind of bugged me because uh, she is buying medication, children's Tylenol, children's Advil, antihistamines. And he's like, you know, why are you bother? You shoved this crap down my throat for years and I never got sick. Like, that's why you never got sick. And he's like, well, she has a point. I don't think it works like that. I don't think you can take medication that is meant for symptoms when you are sick and prevent sickness. If they had had she's buying vitamins and things like that and eucalyptus oil or whatever else <laughs> maybe but she's buying medication that's like saying hey I, I i bought you a vaccine well vaccine i guess is a different story uh i bought you you know what do you have grab all in australia or what would be the thing if you have the flu uh like if you have the flu uh, i don't know like, like stomach some- flu yeah, a medicine called something. I don't okay. know. A medicine. If you buy a medicine called something, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's meant to treat the symptoms of nausea. You don't take that and never get the stomach flu. It doesn't work like that. But now Otherwise, we're we really not have coronavirus. It's that simple. That's right. Yeah. Now everybody out there take some children's Advil. You heard it from here first. Children's Advil, children's antihistamines, and you will ne- not get coronavirus. Mm-hmm. That's why Colin and I didn't get sick from Noah That's when he was on, the, on 007. On. We were safe. We learned it from Mrs. Crisp here. We she did. knows best. It's that simple, people. <laughs> Come on. Um, But anyway, so when he's buying the race car track, the, he's determined by this one toy. He doesn't even – what a terrible father. He, he looks at one toy and he's like, That's the one I'm going to have. Uh, another father's buying it first. He offers to buy it off of him. Um, The father says, no, my kid really wants this. Uh, he walks out. Eventually, he beats him up in the street so he can take a car in a racetrack. Um, there's the conversation they finally have about uh, uh, Chris being out and that he's on his way here. So we're going to have to tell her that we're undercover cops. Um, but the stipulation is unless she turns over the money, there's going to be no protection for her, which... What? Doesn't really make sense. You need a witness. They were willing to try this man for murder with a drug addict as a witness. Why would it matter if she has the money or not? Because it costs a dirty. That's I think <laughs> we we need the three million dollars for uh, logistical purposes. Yeah, Pamela, exactly. Buy the house <laughs> in the Hamptons. Uh, but um, when they eventually tell her. We are not who you think we are. <laughs> uh, my name is not Ursula. I don't know why she still has the Austrian accent. <laughs> but um, she's obviously upset. And, you know, they're saying we will give you protection, but you need to turn over the money. And she finally lets it out. There never was money. Uh, I think this is where she says, or maybe it was in a later scene. She says that uh, he made up that story about her having the money so that everybody would be after her because it wouldn't come just for a kid. But that's all he wants. So she runs away. Uh, there's a fun scene here where Phoebe's basically saying, well, somebody better go after her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like in a daze. And it's like, she's going to get away. Yeah. And then she just smacks him. Snap out. Of it. <laughs> like, getting abused by the tiniest women they could find in casting. Uh, when he does show up in the house, uh, little Dominic's not there. She thinks that he took him. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, he's, he said something about his lasers. So they go to the tower. 
I remember this being a much bigger part of the movie. Like this was part of the climax, but it's such a small scene. Like it almost feels like it shouldn't be in there. This kid's climbing this incredibly dangerous tower, trying to attach a laser. He slips, his backpack catches on there. He screams, help, help. And then Kimball's right there to pick him up. Like maybe they could have made a little bit more out of this, but maybe it's just, I remember it's it. Jingle it's Jingle All different. The Way. This is where they got it from Jingle All The Way when um, yes. Jake Lloyd's climbing up the tower in the parade. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Look at how influential it is. Jingle, the even Jingle everything. All The Way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he, they go back to the house. They're not in much of a rush anymore, which is weird because he's already there. Now, I don't know why it's taking them so long to leave or why they suddenly decide not to leave because it feels like that conversation happens off screen because they're back at the house and she's packing her clothes very calmly now and he's basically saying you know i can protect you or whatever and then they show up at school she's back at work the kids in kindergarten there's no police protection they're basically using them as bait now another thing mrs schlowski would not be happy with didn't she say do not put my children in danger how Mm -hmm. about you bring a murderer into the school by using one of my teachers and one of my students as bait. Uh, <laughs> and think about how quickly this would have ended if they just said to Mrs. Schlowski, here's a picture of the guy who's coming for the kid. Yeah. Tell him to be sleeping <laughs> because he walks into her office says, I want to enroll my kid in your kindergarten. And she's like, oh, let me show you. This is Mr. Kimball. <laughs> is that desperate for bloody students or something like that? Yeah, like, are they getting paid by the kid? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it. it's a quota. Oh, we're down on kids <laughs> this month. Is your kid a visible minority? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ponytail man. He's got money. All we've got is one Spanish little girl. Yeah. <laughs> we need more minorities. <laughs> ponytails, I may be able to spin that as a minority. <laughs> yeah, po- ponytails look foreign. You yeah. can be Dutch. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the whole ploy here i guess is that phoebe's there as backup by teaching the kids about strangers (laughs) it's a little bit convoluted what their plan was here but it ends well uh so she's teaching now i don't know when they had the conversation with dominic hey this is not ursula she's a police officer because he's in the class and he doesn't seem to mind at all or be saying that's not her name she's got a funny accent and eats lots (laughs) uh but when uh, they're introducing her, of course, of course, little boy raises his hand. Boys have a penis. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Phoebe says, I see you've taught them the basics. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> and the little boy here, he says it when all the kids are laughing. He's like pumping his arms in the air like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want these kids to have their own spinoff. Never Sex happened. Sex education though. in 1990. Yeah. <laughs> Learning it from a kindergarten kid. Uh, so Crisp's getting his tour here. Um, Phoebe's teaching them about you see a stranger, you yell, you scream, uh, you kick him in the balls. I don't know what else she told them. In the penis, because uh, boys have them and girls have vaginas. Girls have vaginas. Don't kick them in the vagina. It won't be the same. Uh, Crisp sneaks into the library and starts a fire. Uh the only kids to not panic are the kindergarten kids because they've been taught how to handle a fire drill. Um, Dominic doesn't come out because stranger grabs him and all the kids scream, stranger, stranger, stranger. <laughs> uh, then Kimball goes back in school to look for Dominic, runs into a room. Interesting cameo here. I don't know if you know about this, but uh, the little boy and the little girl making out, uh, not the girl, but the boy is Jason Reitman. 
Oh. who is Ivan, Ivan Reitman's son, a uh, future multiple-time Academy Award nominee from uh, directed Juno and uh, Up in the Air and is doing the new Ghostbusters movie. But his big screen debut here. Um, there you go. Wasn't it um, in 2012 the other week with What's-His-Face? Like, uh, you know, like there's always just these future Academy Award-nominated yeah. director people that are just in yeah, random roles. If you looked at this cast in 1990, would you have guessed – Boy Making Out with Girl and Stewardess would have been the future Oscar nominees because that happened. <laughs> I would have, yes. I'm very intuitive that yeah. way. <laughs> um, so Phoebe's on the outside. She's telling Joyce not to panic. Everybody's running back into the school. Uh, Phoebe gets hit by the car because Mrs. Crisp is driving it. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. When she's trying to get into the school. Of this this firefighter is like, no, you can't go in there. It's like, hey, I'm a cop. And his line here, it's like, that's great. If I ever need uh, a ticket fixed, I'll call you, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Which, why do they not let her in when they let freaking Jenny teacher woman go in? Like, just before. Yeah, when she she's just lo- runs in. Yeah, she just runs in. She's okay, but not an actual law enforcement officer. Okay, get it. She doesn't have jurisdiction in Oregon, but I mean, still. I'm sure there are rules where firefighters, they secure the scene and you don't let anybody in. But again, all you had to say is there is a murderer who is kidnapping a child inside. I'm yeah. going in and they will let you in. Yeah. But instead, she sneaks around the outside and she gets run over by Mrs. Crisp. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Like, <laughs> getting hit by a car. But like, it's like, oh. I, the thing actually I didn't understand about this whole sequence is why does it take Pamela so long? To, to go I mean, in there. Pamela, yeah, she's Pamela. Pamela. Well, like, it takes us so long to actually <laughs> decide to go in. Like, shouldn't she be there yeah. backing up Arnie straight away? Okay, she saves a day, but, like, come on, mm-hmm. Pamela Phoebe. Well, she, needed to, she was looking for a bat. <laughs> well, yes, that's exactly <laughs> she still, it. She was still trying to figure out. It's like, so boys have a penis and girls have... What did that say it was I've again? never learned that before. You know what? That's where my fiance should be putting yeah, it. What's with that? The big post. <laughs> that this she's on the she's on the phone to him straight away. Honey, come over. I know what to do now. I just met the most amazing <laughs> child who will change our sex life. No, literally, no, no, I didn't mean it that way. Just follow me. <laughs> literally, you. That's what happened with you and Jamie one day. Like Jamie, Jamie, I've I've got it. They're not fighting. They're having sex. <laughs> <laughs> All she had to do was show me kindergarten cop. We can have children now. Nine months later, Casper was born. Uh, so anyways, on the inside, I love the, the, the frequent use of the term jerk in this movie. There's just uh, a lot of jerks thrown around. <laughs> when Cullen is uh, in the library with Dominic trying to convince him he's his dad and uh, he eventually he originally says, I'm a fireman. And then he says, well, where's your hat? He goes, you're right. I'm no jerk fireman. <laughs> I call the fireman a jerk. 1990, the edgy time where jerk was in. Um, the, yeah, there's a standoff in the bathroom. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, 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 the man when it comes to bathroom fights. We've got True Lies, Terminator 3. I swear there was another one. Uh, but uh, a lot of bathrooms. The six, oh, no, they they got taken away by the Dobermans in the sixth day, didn't they? But that was the wife and kid, not Arnie. Or was there yeah, a bathroom fight? Maybe. Last, did Last Action Hero have it? Uh, let's just assume every single Arnie movie has All a right. bathroom fight in it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I remember that Conan the Barbarian oh. bathroom fight where he smashed 
James Earl Jones face into a urinal. Hercules in New York. As soon as he arrived, he, he went to the bathroom. Get, yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And he picked a fight, punched a guy for no reason because he was that, Hercules. That new one about the vegan food, like he just keeps going to the bathroom and shitting all the time because, you yeah. know, you and, don't and, eat meat. You know, it, he he had to fight off zombies while taking a leak <laughs> while trying to save Abigail Breslin. On the toilet. Uh, that zombie yep. traumatic did, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, an escape plan where That's they the whole movie through the toilet. Well, I was going to say the plan was to escape the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> escape plan four coming soon. Escape yeah. from the bathroom. Better than Beverly um, Hills Chihuahua four, which again, why do we have three of them? <laughs> uh, I also don't understand Colin. Like he has an enterprise to run, <laughs> criminal enterprise, whatever it is. <laughs> he has been picked out as kidnapping this kid. As soon as Schwarzenegger sees him, it's over one way or the other. So I don't know why he's like, come on, come on, let me go. Like, where is he going to go? Is he going to be in hiding the rest of his life? Like, he is very dedicated. He's he's so worried about money, but he's willing to give up his fortune for this kid. I'm actually going to call it. He's a good dad. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying he's a good person, but he's done nothing wrong as a father. And <laughs> this is advocating for the villains here. Wow. But should a murderer not still be allowed to have contact with their children? Like if he wanted, let's say he's in prison, he could, you know, apply for visits, you know, supervised visits or something like that. But he has basically, by doing this, said, I will give up all of my, you know, criminal enterprises. I'll never show my face again. I'll I'll, I'll never be able to deal drugs or whatever he does. I will go into hiding all because I want my son back. Like his his motive isn't wrong. (laughs) He's not a terrible person. But I, I never thought I, guess- I would hear somebody advocate for the rights of murderers to see, see their children. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. Well, my, my whole point is he he hadn't murdered anybody at the point in the movie when she fled. I'm sure he did a lot of other bad things, but technically, like, did he ever do anything wrong to the kid? How do we know the kid wouldn't have a better life with him? So, <laughs> so what, are you, what are you what you are saying is if if Hitler had kids, right? And he got caught. Hitler should have been able to see his kids. Like, okay, he killed six million people, but he's still a father, um, and that kid needs to see I'm their saying, father. All I'm saying is, I've learned from the Godfather. A lot of murderers <laughs> had decent children, okay, and we're good fathers. So the Godfather has taught us anything is that criminals make great parents, okay? <laughs> I might send um, some police over to Colin's house. I feel like Colin's <laughs> in the process of planning to murder someone. Right? I'm just saying that. You know, no, like murderers should see like- their kids too. <laughs> I really want to I'm murder sure someone, but I still want to see Casper and the twins. I'm sure there's at least one person out there <laughs> who understands what I'm getting at. So there's we've got at least one murderer who's listening to our show right now. We've got a, a big fan base amongst the criminals. Hello to all our criminals <laughs> listening to us in jail right now. Glad that you allowed your weekly podcast listening and you've chosen the Oz Network. Not like how to escape from jail 101 or something like that. <laughs> Reliving the, the Shawshank one- Redemption. How did they get away with it? If you are the one person out there who understands that what I'm getting at of Colin at least <laughs> at least loving his son, 
then please write to us and we will send you a free autographed picture of Ben Waterworth signed by yours truly, Colin Hilding. So just for we, agreeing with me. Just, just Let's go over the, the checklist here. We've advocated for Billy Zane in Titanic. He was actually a good guy. Um, uh, what's his face? Ludlow in Lost World Jurassic Park. Actually huh? not that bad. 2012, uh, Oliver Platt, not that bad. All the villains in all these movies. <laughs> Silver in 007 over on on, on, uh, <laughs> on Skyfall. Uh, gosh, Hannibal Lecter probably was a good guy if we ever do Science of the Lambs. I mean, God, they're, they're all sure good guys. When we get to Home Alone, we're going to be advocating for <laughs> Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. <laughs> oh, wow. Who else? Mr. Freeze. We loved him in Batman and Robin. Um, yeah. Yeah, yep. let's cover that new that new um uh what's that that manhunt for the Unabomber show with Sam Worthington. The yep. Unabomber really yep. not as bad as I thought he was. Can okay? we please <laughs> never not do United ninety three? Because I feel like that would go badly. <laughs> we talk a lot about nine eleven on this show, and I don't know how I'd feel about covering that movie. You know what? Those hijackers we actually were quite committed to their role, so you know. Look, they might have been good fathers for all we knew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this. There's a message out there, everyone. Before you judge these people for doing heinous crimes, think about their children. They could be good fathers. Exactly. That guy who killed that guy in Minneapolis could have been a good father. All right? Stop burning down Minneapolis and think about his children. Cullen was so dedicated to getting a single racetrack and car for his son that he was willing to beat a man senseless just to do that. All for his son. He's a good dad, okay? That shows commitment. Arnie couldn't stick to one job in this movie. He's a cop. He's a kindergarten teacher. He's a cop again. Make your mind up. All this guy wanted was to see his son. Commitment. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna further back up my point here by wrapping up the movie, but let me get to that in a second. So shootout in the bathroom. Boys held hostage. Everybody's down. Uh, but they're Cullen all good is shot. Cullen is shot. <laughs> um, Rosa Klebb comes in. <laughs> this is where Mrs. Crisp becomes Rosa Klebb. Uh, and just as she's about to shoot Arnie, Phoebe comes in, saves the day, hits her with a baseball bat. The most violent thing in this movie is Phoebe hitting an old woman with a baseball bat, which is great. Uh, she says the line, you're not so tough without your car, are you? <laughs> which I remember my mom used to love that. Like she would applaud every time she saw that. Um, <laughs> Mr. Kimball taking away the kids. Mr. Kimball, you all right? He's bleeding out of his face. <laughs> um, he's in the hospital uh, eating Jello. Oh, I hate this. And Phoebe's like, tough guys don't eat Jello. Fiance here. Henry comes back. They finally learn how to have sex, but he's got his clothes on. Schwarzenegger even says, I did not recognize you with all your clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> um, he sits down on his leg in a cast, uh, screws everything up. Says, oh, you are coming to the wedding, right? And he's like, is it safe? <laughs> and then says, we just need to know where to send the invitation. Cue the end of the movie. He walks into kindergarten class. Kids, I'm back. Um, makes out with a teacher in front of all the kids. Uh, I wonder if anybody at this school actually needs to have an education in order to teach. Because all we know about Joyce is that she, straight out of being a cheerleader, married a drug lord. <laughs> Ran away to a new identity and is teaching second grade. Kimball is a kindergarten teacher who's now been accepted as their new teacher. But, uh, but he's both a police good officer. Parents, that's why they're good parents, though. That's why. Yes, but he's not a good dad. Now, here, back to my point. That's the end of kindergarten cop. He comes and he decides he wants to be a kindergarten teacher. But Cullen, <laughs> <laughs> sure, 
Sure, he did a lot of bad things, but he did all of this just so he could see his son. Schwarzenegger ends this movie, has already told the new woman he's dating, oh, I I, I have not seen my son in six years. I don't want to lose you and your son. (laughs) This movie does not end with him saying, you know what? That is my boy, that 13-year-old boy. He is mine, and I will see my son talking off to his ex-wife. He still has no interest in seeing his own kid and just goes and adopts another kid. Cullen is a better father than Mr. Kimball. Wow. There we go. Kindergarten Cullen. Wow. That's, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the... I do love the three-legged race. I said that before. That's just one of those little random hilarious moments. And the whole fair thing, it's like we talk about the kids in this movie, a lot of them not actually being actors. Good for them all just doing that Gettysburg address. I mean, you know, they're standing in front of a decent crowd. There's like the whole population of Astoria there. I'm sure it probably took multiple takes, but good on them. The kids not only were in a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, they got an education at the same time. So, you know. Um, well, they don't need an educated teacher to do that, so that's fine. Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I really don't. I'm, like, you're talking about him being a good father. Why does he just bash some guy for buying a racetrack? We never see this racetrack appear again after this movie. Is this just meant to be like, oh, we haven't seen Cullen for a while, so we're going to remind our audience that he's a tough guy and he's going to bash up a dad. And I'm sorry. Like, okay, this dad, oh, I'm a good dad. My son really wants this racetrack. If somebody comes into a store and says, I'll give you four times the price of that just so I can buy it, I'm taking the money. I'm going on eBay. I am. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, well, eBay no didn't eBay here, exist still. in 1990, but the thought's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, um, again, not a whole lot to really add because just everything about this sort of at the end is just, and this is where it kind of turns a bit dark, isn't it? Like it's sort of, you know, we've literally yeah. got a guy running around a school with a gun and and apparently I was reading that they wanted to make it more violent than they did and sort of people got, criti- got criticised for being violent enough as it is that it's not really a kid's movie. So um, right, the bit when the mum's in the drugstore, by the way, when the whole like rectal thermometer and like yeah. this, it kind of just comes out of nowhere that she's a germaphobe. You know, it's like mm-hmm. make that a thing in the entire movie. That like Pamela, she's sorry, Phoebe, she's <laughs> obsessed with food. That's a joke in the whole movie. Ha ha, get it? Like all of a sudden, it's like oh, she's a she's obsessed with not getting germs. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> that's just a part of the movie. Um, yeah, the, the bit where you're talking about climbing up the tower, I was I was thinking this was a climax of the movie because it is kind of just random. Uh, that he climbs up, falls down, and then they're at school the next day. So, okay, sure. But, um, yeah, I, d- I don't understand why uh, Phoebe takes so long to go in the building. That was my only criticism at the end. But I I don't know if I fully agree with you, I'm sorry, Colin, about he's a good dad. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a perfect. He at least cares about his kid, which is more than you can say for Schwarzenegger in this movie. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, Hitler <laughs> cared about Germany. Uh, but he um, didn't do it in the right way. Uh, Osama bin Laden cared for his people, but <laughs> didn't do it the right thing to get that point across. Um, just <laughs> apples and oranges. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the fact that Phoebe saves the day, though. Like, And I think I, I was reading a bit that um, Pamela was saying that she and Arnie got along like straight away and that basically she was walking around the set calling him my little Arnold, 
like you know pronouncing it that way um and that she loved this role basically because you know at the end of the day she gets to save people from an in an arnold schwarzenegger movie which again let's be honest this is is this the first arnie movie that we've done where he's the hero that he doesn't save the day probably yeah I mean, I know we've talked a lot about on our Bond recaps over on 007, available now, that there was a few Conneries where kind of Connery didn't do anything and it was random yeah, guys stopping like Goldfinger. Bond and Goldfinger. But, <laughs> yeah, I think kind of this is the first one that I can think of that we've covered that he doesn't, it's not Arne who saves the day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the fiancé guy at the head when he, like, grabs a hold of the thing holding up the leg cast <laughs> and Arnie's face like, ah, oh, my leg. Uh, and I also do love Arnie walking back into the school wearing a suit, but his cast is on the outside of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? I never noticed. Like, like there is logistically no way. Like, he has to go into the hospital every day for them to put a plaster cast over his jeans. <laughs> and how is Why this is school open? Well, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not a fire. They had a fire. They had a shooting. There's an investigation going on into this school for quite some time. And you're so right. Like, does he, is this how it works? Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger just becomes a teacher because the kids like him? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> this is a, and, and- was a missed sequel. Arnold Schwarzenegger actually goes back to college to learn the ins and outs of teaching. Like, there's the oh, sequel. Not the Dolph Lundgren Kindergarten Cop 2 that we got a few years ago. I want to see this. I want to see Arnie at college, like, going, I'm here to study. I'm becoming a teacher. Yes, oh, that's, that's it. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I not end on something? <laughs> we got to start doing that because we often don't know when oh, somebody's done. Let me, let me say something really funny. Okay. Amanda Pete. <laughs> oh, hang on. No, no, no. Even funnier. Noah had a date. <laughs> you think Noah could get a date with Amanda Pete? No, we went over that last week. Come on now. He, even Noah would refuse Amanda Pete. <laughs> we, we really got to send him a picture. He's interested. Right, hang on, I'm going to do, do this right now. All right. We said we'd do this last week and we didn't do it. Hang on. Just we will get to the update by next week. <laughs> all, all I'm going to do is find a picture and I'm just going to say, I'm going to make it like a natural one. Let's not do like a Hollywood picture where it's kind of obvious that this is like, you know, Something like that, but they all hold I mean, there's a picture of her playing tennis, and literally the caption says, Amanda Peach struggles with her tennis. Oh, <laughs> struggle. No, not Amanda Peach <laughs> struggling with her tennis. No. <laughs> uh, just before we get to the reviews and stuff, just noticing the poster here Schwarzenegger, for a guy whose name is so hard to pronounce, who I'm sure had many people tell him, You have to change your name, you can't be a movie star named Schwarzenegger. This is probably the first time that a last name was all they needed on a movie poster. It does not say Arnold Schwarzenegger. It just says Schwarzenegger, kindergarten cop. And that's kind of crazy for a guy with such a ridiculously complicated name that does not lend itself to a movie star in any way that, what, eight years after he broke through, his last name alone is what sells a movie. Not even, Don't even put the first name on there. It's just Schwarzenegger. Was um, his name, was this the first time that his name had just kind of appeared like that? Do you know? I, I would think so because I think the twins, well, I'll look up the twins poster right now. Um, twins. <laughs> <laughs> careful. Careful Googling twins. <laughs> I, I Google twins in a different uh, context. So just. Um, oh, no, you know what? With They did it with twins, but it says Schwarzenegger and DeVito. 
Uh, that could very well just be because how much room do you have on a poster? But I mean, it would still put him as the first guy, the first actor to have just his name on there. Cause I don't think that Stallone had it. Maybe, you know, uh, let's see if they did it for Rambo. Well, you, well you're definitely not going to have Pete no? on a poster. Yeah. Pete. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so the first one to do it was Stallone Rambo first blood part two in 1985. So, uh, they had such a huge rivalry that Schwarzenegger just said, I will now just be known as Schwarzenegger. He can't be the only one name guy. Which, I mean, in all fairness, though, like, I mean, he probably had the most recognizable name. I mean, maybe still has the most recognizable name in all of Hollywood, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to get that with Hemsworth because there's too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get that with Pratt because <laughs> how great does Pratt sound? Smith. Yeah, only Schwarzenegger. Smith. Who's the Smith, though? Which Will Smith? Smith? Oh, Will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just start making Will. <laughs> yeah, Will. Ben. It's not Affleck. It's Ben. We're just going to do that now on BenWorder.com. It's just going to say Ben at the top. Ben. Why can't I find our chat group on Facebook just on a thing? I just, like, with so many freaking chats, I can't find. seven. Oh, is that what it's called? What am I looking for yeah, here? Um, we don't yeah. talk to each other anymore, I don't think. This is why. We need to talk yeah, more. Oh, there it is. Found it. There you go. Uh, so anyways, Kindergarten Cop um, reviews here. It's got 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think that's not nearly kind enough. Uh, which, funny enough, audience scores for this were uh, A-. minus. So one of the top grades you get from audiences, but critics only 50%. A uh, couple of the reviews here. Um, uh, if I could find them, uh, Empire Magazine said, with a heart of purest mush, the film still manages to generally entertain. Oh. Generally entertain. What? Uh, Entertainment Weekly said, the movie never quite gels and is, it is not going to generate quite the mega hit business their producers are counting on. Wow. Gave it a secret. Roger Ebert, probably the most positive one, says, it is made up of two parts that shouldn't fit, but somehow they do making a slick entertainment out of the improbable, the impossible, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love that. Making slick entertainment out of the improbable, impossible, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he gave it three stars. Uh, but I want to go back to this Entertainment Weekly review here. The movie never quite gels, and it is not going to generate quite the mega business the, stu- the producers are counting on. Let's go to the box office. <laughs> so this thing opens basically the week before Christmas. Decent opening, $7.9 million, opens number one at the box office. Uh, Other movies out that weekend. Now, it it did not beat Home Alone, but Home Alone broke the record for most consecutive weeks at number one. And this was around Christmas. Uh, Beat The Godfather Part 3 in its opening weekend. Also beat other movies opening that weekend. Look Who's Talking To, The Russia House, Bonfire of the Vanities. Well, we know it's beaten that. A lot of big movies opening that week. But also Edward Scissorhands, Dance with Wolves, Predator 2, and Rocky Five were all still out. Let's see how much that it did not generate business. Tenth highest grossing film for all of 1990 for a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger teaching kindergarten. Outgrosses Back to the Future Part 3. Other movies it outgrosses The Godfather Part 3. Edward Scissorhands, Three Men and a Little Lady, Another 48 Hours, Days of Thunder. Um, movies that beat it, obviously. Uh, Home Alone, number one movie that year. Another movie we'll be covering this month, Ghost. Dance with the Wolves, Pretty Woman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hugely competitive year. We got Hunt for Red October, Total Recall, another Arnold movie, only three spots higher than it on the you know uh, yearly box office. Die Hard 2, Dick Tracy. Not going to generate the business the producers are hoping for. Tenth highest grossing film of the year. 
for a comedy about Arnold Schwarzenegger teaching school kids. So I hope that that person is ashamed of themselves. Stupid Entertainment um, Weekly. <laughs> plot keywords here. Um, we know that this has to be number one. I, if anything else is number one on Pet Ferret Month, I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> uh, kindergarten Cop, number one. The Painted Bird, Winter's Bone, and The Magic Ferret, which is a 12-minute oh, short film. Hang on a minute, Colin. Uh, Colin, yep. stop the press. Suspected <laughs> of being gay month. Can we do I that? I saw that. I <laughs> Go Please. for it. Kindergarten Cop, Should number one. Been... Tootsie, number two. Yep. Sidewalks of New York, number three. And That's What I Am, number four. Uh, Austrian American movie month. <laughs> oh, surely every single one of them is an Arnie movie. Funny enough, no. Wow. Uh, Kindergarten Cop is number one, but I think this comes down to that they're they're basing it on characters, and we just said this is like the only time. I think this is evidence that it's the only time he's identified as being Austrian. Uh, Harold and Kindergarten Cop number one, of course. Harold and Maude number two. Woman in Gold three. A Fine Madness backfire. I'm gonna see that there is nothing else on this list that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. So wow. there, that that backs up our theory that uh, only time he's identified. Uh, I'm also looking forward to Hypoglycemia Month, featuring <laughs> Kindergarten Cop, The Godfather Part Three. 1990 was a big year for hypoglycemics. Uh, <laughs> panic Room, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Oh, um, a good, I love Panic ones. Room. That's a great movie. Um, this is really odd there ones. There we go. Evidence. It is a fake beard because there is fake beard and plot keywords here. Oh. And it's number one, Kindergarten well, Cop. In all fairness, the kids were wearing fake beards in the Gettysburg Address. Oh, yeah. There we go. Sorry. Um, <laughs> lingerie Slip Month. That's that's good. Uh, featuring the esteemed movies of Kindergarten Cop, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, American Beauty, and Not Another Teen Movie. Oh. Well, we know we're going to make one of these things. Lifting, Lifting someone, someone into the air. At the same time. Twilight, oh. Back to the Future, Justice League, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. How far down is Kindergarten Cop and Lifting? What about Scott Dirty Pilgrim's Dancing? Why am I defending uh, Dirty Dancing? Airs. 17, that- Kindergarten Cop. Wow, okay. Uh, following Someone Month, Handcuffed to a Dead Man Month. Um <laughs> Cult film months, okay. Uh, grandmother uh, month. What would classify this as a cult film if it is one of the top ten highest grossing of the year? Wouldn't a cult film be something that does not have a wide audience? I, I, yeah, I think so. Uh, female vomiting month, okay. eating a sandwich month. I, I need to look up this word here. Um, Scalextric. S-C-A-L-E-R. Oh, that's the car, the, the scaletrics. That's the car thing. Oh, that's the thing? Okay. Yeah, the... I thought it was disease. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe actually skeletrics <laughs> or something. Uh, only two movies, Kindergarten Cop and Tale of Pipkin Puttyfoot. Oh, um, have you not seen that? That's a great movie. <laughs> oh, hang on, what about ant? Oh, that's antihistamine. I can read. Antihistamine month. Antihistamine. <laughs> <laughs> Running down person with vehicle months. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, anyways, Featuring Kindergarten this... Cop, Johnny Mnemonic, uh, the Mnemonic. Battle, battle of Our Jeers, and Marcella, episode one three. So, this did spawn a sequel. Now, you can't find anything online, but I swear this had talks of sequels for a long time. I want to dig it out, but I bought a magazine all the way back in like the year 2000, or it was pre Attack of the Clones because I remember they actually talked about Star Wars episode two on there. 
But it, the entire magazine was just on sequels. And it was sequels that were in development. What are the greatest sequels ever made? And they had this massive list of these are like 100 movies of, of sequels that are in development. And I swear Kindergarten Cop and True Lies were on there because for years I always wondered, are we ever going to get Kindergarten Cop 2 or True Lies 2? But the only sequel we end up getting is Kindergarten Cop 2 with Dolph Lundgren. Now, I like Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I really like Dolph Lundgren. I mean, I'm a Rocky fan. I'm an Expendables fan. Um, I love that he's had this huge career resurgence, you know, on a B movie level. But, you know, coming back with the Expendables movies and then Creed and everything else. And the guy was basically just dead. Not literally, but he was dead. Well, he's dead now. You and, just killed him. <laughs> you know, Stallone put him in the Expendables movies just kind of, you know, here's an old friend of mine that, you know, from the Rocky movies. Let me see what he could do. He ends up becoming a scene stealer in that. And everybody loves Dolph Lundgren again. But I do not want Dolph Lundgren in a Kindergarten Cop movie. I, I, will not, I don't think I will ever watch this movie. As much as I love Dolph Lundgren and love Kindergarten Cop, it's not the same. I think this is what we were saying at the beginning. Like, this only works with Arnie. I don't yeah. see it working with just another tough guy. With just another tough guy, this is The Pacifier with Vin Diesel or you know, whatever that rock movie was we were watching kids. But uh, you've never seen this, I'm guessing. Oh, God, no. Fair, um, yeah. I mean, wasn't this what happened with Jingle All The Way that I accused whoever it was in the sequel of yeah, Larry the Cable being guy. me too'd? Um, but yeah. yeah, I, I mean, mean I'm sure Dolph Lundgren abused some women in his day. <laughs> we just have to do this. Anytime there is a sequel to an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> the guy is automatically a rapist, okay? But, <laughs> but he's a good father, so it's okay. But he's um, a good father. <laughs> but is, is, is this just a case of, Let's get a European guy with a European accent and put him with kids and automatically we're going to have a funny movie. Um, I you know? think so, yeah. Christoph yeah. Waltz uh-huh. is not going to be funny in <laughs> Kindergarten Cop 3. I love you, Christoph Waltz, but I don't see Christoph Waltz going, cuckoo, wipe your tushy. Um, <laughs> it's not going to work. I, so. I, I love the poster for this uh, that has Dolph Lundgren, Kindergarten Cop 2, and then below it a stamp that says, all new movie. <laughs> And they have photoshopped the shit out of Dolph Lundgren. Like, I mean, I'm looking at a new yeah. picture of him now. This movie was only released four years ago. Photoshop workers went to work on that poster <laughs> to make him look young. Wow. And whoever his co-star uh, is in this movie, uh, is it? It's not Fiona Room. That's a man. Uh, Alex Panovich. He's a Canadian actor. I don't even know if that's the right guy. But, uh, yeah. He was a He's from Winnipeg. champion at NM Games. He's from Winnipeg. There you go. He is. Yeah. Uh, so he was champion boxer until a shoulder injury at the Pan Am Games. I got to dig up my old Pan Am Games cassette and find Wait, this guy on. This, this isn't the guy on the poster because the guy on the poster is black. This guy's white. So <laughs> I don't oh, know who not. this guy on the poster is. <laughs> Sorry, random guy who started in movie with Dolph Lundgren in 2016. I'm sure you're a big deal. Um, <laughs> this, is it? Is it uh, Andre Trickatou? Another Canadian. Uh, nope, he's white as well. Um, okay, I don't know who this guy oh, is on the poster. Bill Bellamy. Bill oh. Bellamy, stand-up comedian. I have heard of him. I have He's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see right. him now. That's the right one. He credited for creating and coining the phrase booty call. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's him. There he is. Bill Bellamy, if, the booty call guy. Yeah. But still, we're not watching it. No. Um... <laughs> In a movie called Kindergarten Cop 2, the guy who created the phrase (laughs) booty call. Okay. (laughs) What are we doing with this movie? I'm going to buy it. I I feel 
like we Me just too. had so much fun with it and that we haven't we've just talked about the plot we haven't said anything negative this is the complete opposite almost of last week with 2012 yeah. Um, but we still like this. I mean, this is a movie that you can rewatch, uh, and mm-hmm. it's fun and it's Arnie. Like what's not to like about this movie? I really don't think we've been to Arnie. Oh, okay. Terminator Genesis probably and Dark yeah. Fate. But, um, besides <laughs> those, uh, <laughs> I, we yeah. bought Batman and Robin. <laughs> we did. I think we rented the sixth day, which on that was our very first movie we ever did. I feel that if yeah. we did that again, I would buy the sixth day. I think that's a bit yeah, harsh. Yeah, we were- we were being a little bit stricter on our, you know, classifications then, but yeah. that let's just redo it right now. We're buying the sixth day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there we go. We're we're retconned there- our very first episode we ever did on this show. I'm yeah, let's both buy that. I'm sure we're gonna find a way to fit a Schwarzinger movie in every single year. We've done it sometimes multiple times a year, sometimes five or six times in a year. But just off the top of your head, are there any Arnold Schwarzinger movies that you don't think you would buy that you've seen? Oh, I think, I think I, there's maybe two or three for me. I have a weird recollection of not liking End of Days and Collateral Damage I think I found boring. I was going to say that. Um, yeah. Junior is a movie that I like, but then I also find that I there's parts of it that I don't like. It's been a while since I've seen Junior, but I remember the last time I saw it thinking, oh, this isn't as good as I remember it. But at the same time, it's yeah. a movie about Arnold Schwarzenegger giving birth. How can you yeah. not like that movie? <laughs> um, yeah. And it's been a long time since I've seen a razor, and for some reason I feel I don't like a razor. I don't know why I think that, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I think we're on board because I was going to say collateral damage and end of days didn't really care for them. Uh, Junior, that would probably be a renter. You know, it's it's not something you go out of your way to watch, like you know, twins are getting kindergarten cop. Uh, Conan the Destroyer, probably a renter. You know, not not a buyer. I don't think I've and ever then, seen uh, those. Eraser, I don't think I've seen Eraser since it originally came out in 1996. So um, maybe we'll have to work that in there just for some variety. But And wasn't he um, in Around the World in 80 Days as like a cameo? Does that count if it's a, a cameo? a cameo, I think, yeah. Yeah. So probably um, not this movie. And he was, when he was a cameo in Dave, apparently. I don't remember him in Dave. I like that movie. Ivan Reitman really likes Schwarzenegger because yeah. they would do Junior after this where Schwarzenegger gives birth. Isn't, um, um, isn't Emma Thompson in Junior? I like Emma Thompson. She is, yeah. Underrated. Oh, great. Emma Thompson's amazing. Let's do Emma Thompson month. Yeah. Good. Good for Emma Thompson. <laughs> we can then do Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Just reminds um, me of um, Cool Runnings. Junior. Junior. <laughs> hey, Junior, you want to kiss my lucky egg? So we're definitely both buying this movie. Um, yep. But we have three weeks to go here. And I didn't even realize this until we ran down the movies. But we've got three comedies on anniversary month this year. And we've got one non-comedy. Um, I don't think we really have to do that thing where we break it up because we're going to have to do back-to-back comedies anyways. But movies still to come. I'll kind of let you have the choice here. Uh, we have The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Uh, definitely that qualifies as a cult film. We have Airplane. And we have Ghost, also from 1990. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore. Oh, our last Patrick Ghost? Swayze movie <laughs> didn't turn out too well for us, did Guess it? What? We could have done Point Break, which also came out this year with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, and we picked Ghost. I um, I th- well, in all fairness, I think we need to do like we did the Notebook. Was it last year we did the Notebook? Yeah, it's a tradition. Yeah, yeah we did the Notebook. Dirty fucking Titanic. Dancing. Uh, well, Titanic's dirty a good dancing. movie. Shut up. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Look, fuck it. Let's do Ghost. Uh- <laughs> uh, 
you got ghost. You're hosting. <laughs> go, go. I'm host the ghost. I'm the ghost of host. Oh, yeah. man, I want to host. Well, we're doing the replacements last. Uh, <laughs> I'm hosting that. All right. <laughs> so we're going to go ghost next week, then airplane, and then the replacements. Done. We'll save the best for last. All right. Anything to say on Ghost? Are you familiar with this movie? Yeah, well, I've, I I feel I want to save this for for our episode next week. I do have a bit of a fun story about seeing this for the first time. And when I say seeing it for the first time, I'm seeing it for the only time. So, um, yeah. but th- I definitely have a story around this that I can tell uh, about my mum maybe being a bit of a bad parent. But uh, she used to laugh about it all the time for many years after the fact. So, I'll, I'll tell that next week. But, yeah, I, I haven't seen it since that little story that I will tell. Um, of course, I'm very familiar with the what is it, the pottery scene. Um, yeah. and the, Please tell um, me your story isn't you and your mom doing pottery. No, and listening to Unchained Melody, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a mad Whoopi Goldberg fan, and I believe this is the first Whoopi Goldberg film we would have ever covered. Oh, we've done The Lion King. Oscar. But, yeah. Oscar winning. Yeah, exactly. She. I mean, I always forget she wins a freaking Oscar. And they, this <laughs> helped her get an EGOT. She's an EGOT winner, is she not? So Yeah. Um, I love. I just love Whoopi Goldberg. It's just like I know she's what the host of The View now, so she doesn't really do movies, but she's just one of these actresses that any movie she's in, I like. You know, so With the basketball. Yeah, Eddie. Hey, don't knock Eddie. Eddie's yeah, a great it was movie. Top fifty list. It was. It's, have you seen it? Have you seen Eddie? I have seen it. I like it. It's just it's it's one of those movies that <laughs> until you had it on your top fifty list, I had forgotten it existed. <laughs> I think that was in the midst of like everyone shit all over um, Whoopi Goldberg because she did she did some movie about aliens or something that like really destroyed her career in the nineties. So and I think Eddie came off the back of that, so everyone ripped into Eddie. Eddie's fun. <laughs> this is a period of movies where like fucking Matt LeBlanc's playing on a baseball team with a chimp, <laughs> and you all of a sudden think that a fan coming from the stands, Madison Square Garden, is unbelievable. Matt LeBlanc, Blanc, baseball, call him Matt LeBlanc. Play baseball <laughs> with a monkey. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to cut Ben off. I'm going to cut Ben off before we end up substituting for Eddie's anniversary next week. <laughs> Even if it's not an anniversary, he'll find a way to fit well, it in got, there. We've got some. We 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 will do have a couple of blank weeks in the coming months, given yeah. how the schedule we'll is. Fit. Well, we should. You know what? In all honesty, let's just say it now. We don't have to pick a movie or anything. But when we have these blank weeks coming up, and who knows? With, you know, the uh, way things are going, if theaters don't open, we may not be covering, you know, uh, Justice League month or um, Bill and Ted month either. But why don't we pick a movie from each of our do a two week thing where we pick a movie from each of our top 50 list. Yeah. And we make the other person watch a one that they haven't seen. That that works out for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. We've been talking about like our viewer choice month or something like that where we just randomly choose movies. But, you know, I like that. That. Yeah. So are you saying that I choose a movie from my list to make you watch or do you have to look at my list and go, I want to watch that because I've never seen it and vice versa? Uh, whichever works better for you. But, I mean, we could just go with you pick a movie on your list that I have not seen and then okay. I'll pick one on my list you haven't seen. Okay. All right. No, I can. I, that That works for me. All right. And and I am not picking Scott Pilgrim versus the world only because next year it qualifies for 10th anniversary. Okay. So <laughs> I'll just say it now because otherwise uh, uh, the assumption is going to be Colin's picking Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, and I'm picking we'll Jurassic Park because you've never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, you know what else I haven't seen, Ben? What's that Star Wars thing you talk about? <laughs> yeah. Revenge of the Sitter or something. Uh, yeah. Don't know. Revenge of the Sitar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Ghost coming next week. I have kind of a similar history of yours. I probably have seen the movie more than once, although I don't think I've ever 
intentionally sat down and watched it straight through. You but it was to. one of my. Mo- <laughs> I, I, it was. Let's be honest. This was every mom's movie, and every mom had it playing in the background, and you knew parts of this movie over and you'd see it over and over again. I've never watched it, you know, my own free will. I don't know if jo- Jamie's a fan of this. I know she's a Patrick Swayze fan. I think every woman is. Um, but yeah, it's got Patrick Swayze. He's got Demi Moore. He's a ghost. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. <laughs> oh, they, spoiler. Are, they erotically do some pottery. We're going to have some fun with it. And if people do not think that this is the type of movie you want to watch, don't watch it then. But just listen to our <laughs> recap because we're doing this. We're doing this for a reason because some of our best recaps come from us getting angry at movies that we're clearly not the audience for. <laughs> and I want to say this is peak 90s. We're about to talk about Demi Moore. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> she, you know, we, we joke about Josh Hartnett and Ryan Felipe, you know, early yes. 2000s. Like, this is the 90s. It's Demi Moore. All right. Like, yeah. come on. There were only two actresses allowed to leave movies in the 90s. Julia Roberts and Demi Moore. That was it. Yeah. And I have to say, like, if I think about it, I've definitely seen Charlie's Angels 2 full throttle where Demi Moore had her comeback at that point. I might have seen Striptease, but I fast forwarded through the bad stuff and got to the good stuff. On parts. Onto the boobs. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I've seen another Demi Moore movie. I mean, I've seen Ghost technically, but yeah. I've seen G.I. Jane once. <laughs> cool. That's something. Yep. Was she a G.I. and called Jane? That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I don't need call. to see it. There uh, you go. I, I know what it's about. We, <laughs> we are saving people from watching Demi Moore right now by telling you what goes on in the movie. Well, you, you literally so. just told people, like, there's a ghost in this movie. It's Patrick Swayze yeah. and there's pottery. There you go. Don't need to watch Ghost. There we go. All right. No need to cover it next week. So we're covering the replacements. No, but we're going to cover Ghost. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be back for Ghost and uh, whatever else we can fit in there. And we'll let's, we're going to have to go back and revisit our lists to see what we can pick for our random weeks coming up. I'm actually trying but, to find my list because I don't even remember. Like I, I thought that after tomorrow was in it, and I was wrong. So I, I was I was going to ask you. I'm like, did you keep track of my list? Because I don't know where mine is. I'm going to have to listen to a three hour episode uh, now. Oh yeah, I don't know if I did um, yours. Sorry, was I meant to have done that? No, but I'm sure I'll find it. Um, anyways, my name is Colin, and so that's what you do with a bedpost. <laughs> And my name is Ben, and Old MacDonald had a stop it! Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.